and welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does. I think this is the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. And <laughs> take two. <laughs> I am so sorry. You're okay. You're okay. So uh, <laughs> let's put the cat out of the bag. We got about 45 minutes into this. And then uh, a wayward foot actually hit a power switch and we lost everything everything <laughs> uh yeah so but it was a great conversation guys you it's not the understudies <laughs> we're making them do two shows a day just like they do in the pros we're joined today <laughs> by danny and drew from it's a musical podcast hello folks want to introduce yourself and your pod hi i'm drew and i'm danny and we uh do things um <laughs> i forgot how to speak now and we host <laughs> And uh, we have a podcast where I force Danny to watch musicals that he hasn't seen yet, and then we talk about them. Yes, indeed. So I started off a year ago. We're 90 episodes in now as a complete noob when it came to the world of musical theatre. Not an inkling. I thought it was just some fun songs. Yeah. And you've taught me the way as a good uh, Jedi master would. Obviously. Or a one of those many Star Wars um, musical crossovers you hear so much oh, about. One. So is there one? There is one. Anakin, one. Anakin yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Star Kid, is that what yeah. that is? Yeah. The one we will never cover. <laughs> yeah. Because Drew doesn't like it. So, I mean, hey, first, first off, well done on 90 episodes. I mean, is, is that 90 different shows you've done? Yeah. Wow. Uh, 90, not including bonus episodes. So 90. Okay, yeah. You know how you got like the main entries and yeah. then you've got the spin-offs. That's kind of what we do here. Yeah. yeah. yeah same. Our episode number is always how many full reviews we've done of different films. So we just did we just got to a hundred, lucky us. Hundred and one now. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. And we don't count the other stuff on the side. Um what I think is really good about yours, having listened to it for quite some time, is the idea that in a sense, Danny, you get to be the surrogate for the audience. Oh, I, I think yeah. so. Maybe. Maybe. Because I mean, that character. Maybe Drew's the surrogate <laughs> yeah, for the audience. Because I imagine your audience are, 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 are musically, musical theater inclined. And therefore, you get, I, I think Drew probably gets to represent them who then go and share their love with their unmusical yeah. theater like friends. So I've just turned on yeah, a dime I there. Think it's- yeah, yeah. Yeah, it depends I think who's we've listening. Got like a quarter who are me, and then three quarters who are you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the person who goes, "Oh, um, actually." <laughs> so yeah, I'm probably our audience. <laughs> we get a lot of, "Oh, but actually, insert fact here," and I'm like, "Yeah, I knew that. I just didn't say it." <laughs> you realize that there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there. You got to try and remember it all, and it doesn't always come to you. Sometimes when you turn off that mic, you're like, "Oh, I wish I should. I, I, I forgot to mention this." Even yeah. if I've written it down, I forgot to mention this. Which is really interesting because you guys, I mean, we're kind of cousins in, the, in I, I think, the way that we kind of handle our respective mediums. Mm. Not that there's not a fair bit of crossover yeah. be- between us. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, in the same way that, you know, you are the, the knowledgeable one. You know, I may be the Liam who's like <laughs> here for the ride a lot of the time. I'm like, I knew that one. Like, I get that reference. And now I'm learning where these references come from. I'm now insisting that Ethan, Georgia, and Liam refer to me as the knowledgeable one. <laughs> kind of like, knowledge me. No. It's kind of like, hey. <laughs> there we go uh kind of like the ancient one in the marvel cinematic universe the knowledgeable one here we are when that eventually spawns merch 
which will give you like a 10% cut of any <laughs> If we actually get to the point where people started worrying like who's your, you know, you, know, you sort of like brand yourself of which voice is yours. The that's when we've made it. One. The face blind one. How Georgia sees films. Just, just like a blank face on a stick man. Um... So I, I, I brought. Did we mention it's a real roundtable on best movie musicals? I'm not did. sure if we no, did, but hey, <laughs> we're rolling with it now. It is what it is. Uh, so yeah, there was no other people who I wanted to bring on to talk about, and it would feel if we just did it ourselves, it went hot. Well, we are the four. It felt weird when there's someone within our sort of you know greater circle of podcasting yeah. um, influence i suppose or people who we engage with on a, re- on a regular basis a sphere a sphere yeah yeah um, who do an excellent job and i was like no that i'm very interested in hearing what they have to say and it's also a lot easier when you don't have to find you know in the war movies we had three voices it's really hard to break <laughs> ties when you have three voices so we have six the four of us danny and drew and we have ellie who has we submitted do. a list so that's going to be fun We're but six sir it was a musical reference ignore oh okay yeah. thank you it's not a film really well it's not a film ethan i don't want to hear anything about yeah. musicals that aren't yeah. films we're not doing that there's uh, still time no, it's not. we might not spend 40 depends on how many times time. george's foot hits that switch <laughs> we might have a sex movie with a time <laughs> we're be yeah, until christmas my feet are firmly on the hot water bottle i'm so sorry i did not realize that the extension cable had individual switches for each plug the thing that most bugs me is because we've lost it i don't even have the moment where we lost it to put into our end of year no. yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna recreate it and you know what it was it's me going <gasps> no. i hit my my toe hit something and the thing went off the struggle is now what for me just... got go ahead is there's a mistake you can just put the there's a mistake jingle now the struggle for me now is to try and make all these questions sound just as authentic the second time as the first time Don't around. Even try lead into it. it. Says here on my cue cards. Uh, so we are all interested in musicals. Now uh, so, we are. So we all have some sort of experience in in musicals, I believe. We do. Um, you know, the four of us here, at the BFE plus Ellie, we're all kind of involved in the same circles of amateur dramatics. We all uh, met through that way. Drew, I think you're likewise. Danny, what's what's your backstory with with musicals? Have you always done musicals, buddy? Uh, I mean, I started off doing them as a eager little year six. So what would I have been, 10 or 11 years old? I was in a choir. I once had the voice of an angel. <laughs> and I auditioned. My, my primary school, it was, uh, they did year six is only got to be in the production. But everyone under year six could be in the choir. So I've been in the choir for a few of them. And then I'm hit year six and we're told we're going to do Oliver. And I was like, yes, I would love to be the Artful Dodger. Oh, oh every, every kid wants yeah, to be the Artful yeah, yeah. Dodger. I'd love to do that. I was in a production yeah, of Oliver I was, when I was a kid. Cool. I, I got cast as Mr. Bumble. I learned to love the role. It's a good song. Um, yeah, I didn't get to sing it. They, oh, okay. they, my voice started breaking halfway through uh, staging it. So they replaced me with Wally in the choir. So I had to walk off silently during Boy for Sale through the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, my musical career is not quite as distinguished as all of you, because the next year I went up to secondary school and I was like, oh, cool, they're doing Wizard of Oz. I'll be the lion. And I got passed as a munchkin. And (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, fantastic. so I left musicals. I enjoyed watching them. I saw uh, Les Mis, 
when I was year eight. I loved, absolutely fell in love with it and the soundtrack. And that was my, I adore musical theatre moment. But I didn't get to be in another one until I started directing musicals a few years ago at the school I work at. So we did School of Rock. And cool. I'm going to make the same joke. Out. You cast yourself as Dewey. <laughs> I wish I cast myself as the understudy. There were talks. The um, our, the head of music, who is the head of our faculty, said, well, maybe, maybe we could do School of Rock and you could be Dewey. And I was like, I can't sing. And I sang and he was like, yeah, you can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I was the understudy for Dewey, but I did cast myself because um, we've all seen, I'm sure everyone knows of School of Rock. You know, you've got Dewey Finn down on his luck, uh, singer, guitarist kicked out of his band. And he finds uh, unity and he finds camaraderie with this group of private school children. And I thought, well, if you're doing that in a school production, that might get lost if everyone is a kid, you know, from 11 to 16. If everyone's that, maybe that message doesn't come across. So I'm going to cast some teachers as Dewey Oldfand that show he gets on better with kids than he does adults. So I, I cast myself as one of Dewey's old band and had a grand old time. And then just before, you know, everything closed, February 2020, I directed Grease. Yay! Good, good musical. How hard is it to direct Greece? Not very. <laughs> Not hard oh, at all. <laughs> so many dramatic Boys stand elements. over there, girls stand over there, shoot a bop bop, shoot a bop bop. Fall <laughs> <laughs> of Rock was a passion project. Greece yeah. had to do it. Greece, oh, Greece just on. pays the bills. Come on. It does. I will say this. Don't make me I laugh. I kind of like, okay, well, I'm named after Danny Zuko. That is why I'm named. So I'm excited to do Greece. Oh, there we are. But yeah. it was the kids I was working with that then it was like, oh, no, this will be fun because I had a tremendous cast um, who were involved in it. But if I didn't have the cast, it would have literally just been, a, well, I guess I've got to do this. So, yeah, Greece is great. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, <laughs> you're all alone at this driving movie uh, how about you drew uh what, what's your background in musical theater like um mostly pantomimes growing Ooh. up when i was really oh no you little. weren't <laughs> <laughs> i wish i wish i'd have ever been cast as a character that people shouted at in pantos but i was like oh, exclusively fell into the well so my when i was a kid i had like white blonde hair that <laughs> fell in like ringlets down my back and so i was always like either the princess character or the damsel in distress or the like i was alice in wonderland Lucky six you. different times <laughs> <laughs> it sucked I hated play playing that <laughs> but yeah i uh i then I chopped all my hair off and became the uh, buttons character a couple of times so hey! good for you but yeah, I I was Cinderella against my brother who played Prince Charming, so that was fun. Did you kiss? I would so have been the guy in the front row going, kiss, 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 kiss her. Kiss. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what all of my friends were doing. <laughs> horrible people. But yeah, they uh, that was uh, we did not kiss, by the way. <laughs> Super fun. I wonder how then, many people yeah. left that pantomime going like. Wasn't huh. it weird? Wasn't it weird that Cinderella and Prince Charming didn't kiss? I wonder if, I wonder if they those felt two like brother and sister. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, apparently, more like 
wasn't it weird that Cinderella and Prince Charming look exactly the same? <laughs> <laughs> they're a they're a handsome couple. Oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Musicals. So I did Little Shop of Horrors, I was in South Pacific, Ooh. uh The Wizard of Oz, that was fun. And then yeah, a bunch of bunch of Amdram. I also was in Greece at one point. Oh, good for you. Shoot a bop up. Who did you play? Um, I don't know, background character number uh, four. From yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with Greece background. Back row mafia. That's yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. My first, <laughs> my first show in the Amdram world. Back row mafia in Greece. Oh, what was your name? In Goober. That? Goober. Yeah. Goober. <laughs> well, I became am, an honorary T-bird. I, I did. I ended up being a T-bird in one scene because I was cool. I'm I'm five eleven ish. Oh wow! And on a good day, on a good day, <laughs> and all of the rest of the female cast were at like five five and under, and I looked like a giant stood next to them. So for one scene, they were like, "Can you just here, just put this outfit on, go and stand on the boys' side? It'll be easier." Oh, <laughs> um, back to pantomime. Pantomimes are a strange thing. Yeah. If you're not mm-hmm. British, I mean, it really is because if you're not British and you're out there, basically it's these children's fairy tales. So it could be Alice in Wonderland, Rapunzel, Robin Hood, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Dick Whittington, Aladdin. Yeah. How did that translate right. for you coming over? Well, so I, I come to my first one. And I was just trying to support, right? I just yeah. joined the Amdram world, and I was like, "What is a panto?" And that's for children, right? Like, no, no, no. It's like it's like a whole family thing. I went, "All right." So I sat down. I never. So I was like in the front row or second row. I was really up close. <laughs> And they came on out, and I'm like, and it's all very stock characters. Like, if you've seen one, you've basically seen them all. Yeah. And there's always Same this, format. like, lovable, to down on his luck sidekick character, the button sort of character, yeah. who's like, oh, I really love Cinderella, but she doesn't love me back. And you're, you're all supposed to go, oh. oh. <laughs> and, and the first thing that happens, I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> because, like, my, my sister has, has kids, and, like, um, you know, there's this these moments when, like, you know, Dora the Explorer comes out. It's like, can you see Swipe? You're just like, oh, he's behind you and i'm like what like i'm a grown-ass man i'm not i'm not he's behinding you there and this old guy beside me he's like making up his own stuff like he's, shout, he's shouting out about barbecue or something and, barbecue yeah, yeah. Man, and yeah. so i'm like what is going oh, on oh, and, and, and i and i didn't get man. this and so uh then i went the second year and was kind of in on the joke and then it was fun and so I really quite enjoy my role as the as an audience member. member. Yeah. Uh, especially if I've gone out for an Indian curry and it's an evening few, few thing. Bennies. And yeah, <laughs> uh, as long as the audience knows their place, which is it's okay to have some fun, but the, 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 the actors the get to win. Of the actors. You yeah. shouldn't upstage the production. That is not, should never be. And sometimes it's the Amdram people who get in the trouble with that. They do. Because they're quite good. I, I have done, I've co-written one. I've, uh, or adapted one, I should say. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, co-directed co-directed one uh that was the same one yeah. i've uh i've played the dame character sort of kind of kind of sort of it's kind of because it was wicked witch it was it, it was so a wicked witch like, yeah. so half 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 a dame half a villain and then i've played the buttons character you so great. really you i'm great at that oh what the buttons character one no buttons was good but the witch i was I think those those are the roles that kind of you want to do. You, I don't know what's left. You, so yeah, you had so much scope there to play with the audience. Yeah, and you love that. Oh, whole... as the oh, I would go out there with not a clue what I was going to do, no. but no just going, but just going, what you got? And yeah, I, re- yeah. I, because 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 I teach, 
uh, Dan, you can probably relate to this, yeah. but, you know, teaching's a performance art and you put on four or five, you know, <laughs> acts a day or shows a day and you got to be quick with those one liners or else the kids will, the kids will own you. So you got to be quicker and smarter than they are. And that's, that's, that's a tool in my, in, in, in sort of my, uh, golf bag or toolbox that'll be the metaphor don't mix those up a tool in my toolbox <laughs> and so yeah i've really i really kind of enjoyed that aspect of it but to go back and go through all the rehearsals for that mo- all i really want to do is just have some fun with the yeah, audience yeah. and just you know you even better off just getting the, getting the gist of the scene and just, and just being like out there i'll see you i'll see you when, when, we, yeah, when we go on stage yeah exactly because you like get a hold of me if i like miss my cue things fresh don't you i do i get bored easily yeah, yeah. that's my biggest problem is i get off book and then i'm like a naughty child on stage you should have seen him when we did chicago <laughs> oh, he was literally just... sat in a chair at the back row and like he knew all his lines i didn't really have any lines so i knew mine but was it sat in a chair just in front of him and this is like during covid but one of the like lesser periods so we're all on chairs or socially distanced yeah, but on yeah. stage yeah um and i'd get kicked in the back of the chair i'd just hear random whistling behind me random singing whilst other people are doing things change the words in the song changing the words yeah. in the Someone's going <laughs> really loudly when someone messes things up for like the fifth time. And I'm like, you need to be quiet. This is our first show with this society. No. Be quiet. No. <laughs> You're going to get us both kicked out. Yeah. It's better for me when I'm struggling with lines, but I get off book pretty quick. Um, and I guess I bring all this up. Uh, I mean, Ethan, you've done, I mean, we haven't talked about it. I mean, Liam, you were Zuko. I was, yeah. And, was... in every, and in every show since. You, <laughs> yeah. we did shakespeare and you were still trying to danny zuko it up i was like your character is not cool stop it andrew is not cool <laughs> Sir Andrew is not a cool guy <laughs> give it a rest he was in my head uh but no so i mean you were, I get to play um Kaniki. yeah because you're doing greece again I'm only doing... only show you've done twice or no i've done two shows twice now well i will have done Hi, oh, that, you, since last time you said you only done oliver yeah. twice now no, i got you to admit just, yeah but but i haven't have i because i haven't done greece yet no are I'm you in the uh, honest question just really honest question we didn't do this the first time. Uh, Liam's supposed to go on in Greece in January, <laughs> early January. That's right, yeah. Are you worried? Well, no. Well, actually, we just had a, a meeting uh, last week, actually, and that pushed the show back. Oh, have they really? Yeah, to March. To March, because yeah. of Omicron. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of real world, unfortunately, in what we got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I generally thought they were going to cancel it. They got us all together. That was all serious. Oh, you thought it was going to be canceled? I, I thought, oh, cancel. But they didn't. They said we're pushing it back. You know, if you can, it's important. I mean, Chicago for us got pushed back twice. It got yeah, cancelled. Yeah, yeah. It got cancelled. And, and then we our got director back. was like, yeah. no, wow. either you yeah. pay the, the society brink. all of the money that we've already put into it. Because it was only like about a month before we were supposed to go on, yeah. but it was cancelled. <laughs> he just went off on the American rights holders. He did. He yeah. basically went, yeah, okay, so pay us you all can of pay our everything stuff, that we've all done, of our yeah. time. You pay all of the cast yeah. for their time, or you give us dates. So they gave us dates. So let's talk about, you did, you did Chicago, obviously, yes. but what else have you done? Uh, I've done Little Shop of Horrors as Audrey. Uh, which I know Drew has done as well, and we bonded when I did my episode over on hers of being eaten by a plant and how painful it is. That's where you name your favourite musical. Yes. I had the benefit yes. of being on there to talk about Chicago. Look there at we that. go, look at that. Um, and I've also done Sound of Music as Maria, um, which was a lot of fun because we did have a cast of a lot of very, very talented small children. Okay. Um, so that was fun. Uh, not so fun was Return to the Forbidden Planet, which yes, uh, no. all of the that. BFE were in. Just because yeah. you just did solo songs, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to. I love me a big. I love me a big stage and an, a big empty stage. You, yeah. you had the best yeah. time. The rest of us were not great. having the best time. <laughs> I have never been so terrified on stage in my whole life. Yeah. Um, Ethan, hi. You've got a long history of musical theatre, haven't you? 
Yeah, I was Joseph in Joseph, and oh, I got nominated for that. So, so you, you and I did so hang win. on, you weren't the dream coat. He no, no, I thought I was going to be the sheep they kill in, in the in the in like the third song. No, no, I did that, okay. and then I got to be the lead in like the the adults part of the Amjam group and uh, how to succeed in business. And I was, you I was very good. Finch. He was, yeah. You 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 were a good villain. I was. You were yeah. a great <laughs> villain in that. From <laughs> that's my thing. I'm always the number two guy. It feels like I think I'm okay with that now. It took me a while, but I'm like I think I'm okay with that. I was Bud Frump. You I have was more fun. I was Judd Fry. I was uh, Amos Hart. Yeah, I think there's more in that. I think there's there's, there's room for the character to kind of. I'll tell you there's what. More fun not having to be the straight man. When we that did, was that was difficult. When we did Chicago, yeah. and they announced we weren't because of the because of the the virus, we weren't going to do a walk down. I was so angry. You, you should, oh, the ego. I was so angry because I'm like, I have <laughs> stolen this show. I want my own bow and my own applause. <laughs> Someone tell me I didn't. I'm just challenging you right now. <laughs> Excuse me, I did as well with like three lines. I did. <laughs> he didn't. Oh, bull. He did. <laughs> I stole that show. I had it in like one of those bags that say swag from the panto. <laughs> he was good. He was good. And I'm like, uh, and it was like, yeah, we're, we're all to go up together and bow as a group. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so it was really the one time when it should be individual. Yeah, the whole yeah. time where it should be, especially because you couldn't meet people afterwards and, oh. and have them go, oh, you were great. Like, it was always an empty... It was just like a rehearsal. It You'd get done and it, it would be empty. really weird, yeah. yeah. So that was difficult. So I, I bring all this up with all of our past musical history backgrounds because I think that lends itself well to talking about a movie musical. And it's. Yeah. I think we look at it through a slightly different lens than the average movie goer. Not to say ours is better, but maybe we do have a slightly different angle to approach it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of the cusp thereof um kind of trying to think about people's first experiences with movie musicals mine were always these ones my mom would watch and they were usually grown worthy the one that was okay as i aged was sound of music <laughs> but I've never seen it oh no wow oh. um what? <laughs> white christmas is that or yeah, yeah, holiday yeah, inn or yeah, the White Christmas and Holiday. Those Inn. are two different ones. They are, yeah. Oh, okay. The the White Christmas was first used in Holiday, Holiday Inn, Inn, and then they brought it back for White Christmas. Yeah, that's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just know my, my first glimpse were all these black and white films with you know couples who were usually in their forties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was never a thing that was stopping me from really engaging with them. And I think I just went the typical Boy, huh, so old, isn't it? Musicals are for girls. <laughs> and and that's kind of yeah. But, but Bear in mind before you won though. Well now nothing is with forty year olds in it. Everything's with like fourteen year olds. Unless well, it's a yeah, production true. of Grace and then they're all forty. <laughs> <laughs> or they're of an answer. The next Doctor Who's gonna be taking his GCSEs, I bet you. <laughs> that's gonna be him we had capaldi now we're going no 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 now he's gonna be like 14 john bishop is now gonna become a companion isn't he i don't know he's I been a companion know. so far he just he just finished his first series oh has he oh okay that- yeah it ended up two weeks ago oh i didn't know that but um there's that and, and then there seems to be this definite sort of line in the sand though everything after rogers and hammerstein in the 60s tends to be kind of what we consider to be our modern trope of musicals. And I don't know what the deal with that is. I mean, I, I still think even with, because we all live inside the Amdram bubble or the musical world bubble, 
and we want to think i think that uh the greatest showman was this massive cultural thing and i'm kind of going was it it was to us but we're in the bubble see i didn't see the the phenomenon i I, well i saw the phenomenon but i didn't see the film until a couple of years later yeah i didn't i watched it as a group um on the green in sunny honey Oh, did it? Yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. first time I, I experienced it. And you know who went and saw that? Every Amdram person I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were just I'm, looking around and went there, 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 there. Yeah, it's just that same pocket who went and saw it over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm completely willing to have my musical theatre person card revoked for this, but I hated The Greatest Showman. Did you? I remember coming out of the cinema yeah. and going, eh. I was... Yeah. I, I, was, I was lukewarm on it. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I was like, I don't necessarily get all... Of a thing. Like the, the girl who sings Never Enough. Now, she's playing a singer and she yeah. sings on a stage. Okay. Yeah. She's not singing either. Oh, she's not singing? Well, I love the song. No, <laughs> no she like, minds. Oh, she really? minds. Oh. And it's like an X Factor winner to sing that song. And oh, really? it's beyond belief why they didn't just get the X Factor winner to play that character. I'll wow, tell you what, wow. I, I saw Hugh Jackman on like when he was about to launch his tour. And I think I was home. I think I was in North America story and I was watching on Good Morning America or something like that. It's like Hugh Jackman after the break and Hugh Jackman's done a lot of musical theater. So I'm like, yes. Oh, okay. Moderately interested in seeing what this is. Mm -hmm. And he did the first track, the title track from, from, from the greatest showman. Whoa. Yeah. Stop you there. (laughs) (laughs) And dude was so off key. I'm like, just really, I don't know if it was in his ear. I'm like, pick one. I was like, and he had no breath. Did you, did you go to the I concert? Saw this. Say, Liam, yeah, I, went, in, I went and saw it. So I the first time I watched Greatest Show, when I come out of the cinema, I went, that was okay. I go and watch him at the O2. He steps out and goes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you... I'm like, oh, <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> and it just went downhill. He did a good version of Over the Rainbow, and that was I, it. I bet you people loved it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet you they did. Everyone was singing, and I was like, I didn't pay to see you. You'd think I it would be hard to sing, to sing and drink the Kool Aid at the same time, but they were doing it. <laughs> Especially with them claws. <laughs> he tapped to uh, through the fire of the flame, so I guess there was that. But, other, but that, that's not singing, Hugh. No, it's not singing. Yeah. Um, what are the big ones that are coming out? Because we know West Side Story has it dropped. Yeah, yeah, it's dropped. Yeah. Tinker yeah. yeah. okay. Room was last month. Few weeks ago. Has anybody seen it yet? Uh, nope. I yeah. said, wait, West Side Story, Tactic Boom. Uh, wh- West, West Side Story. Story. We'll, we'll talk them one oh. at a time. Yeah. I haven't seen West it. Not yet. I really want to. It was good. It was good? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how you're it, saying that. I, I have no knowledge of it. See, now, I love the original. Probably alone mm. here, but I love so the original. That's why I've not gone to see the new one, because okay. I don't like the other one, so it just hasn't drawn oh, me in. Oh, it's so stylistic. It's great. Isn't uh, this just Romeo and Juliet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably why I don't like it. But it's weird that... A lot of the so I'm, I'm very curious from, from Daddy and Drew who've seen this because it's been nominated for Golden Globes because I saw that list come out and it's it's got its fair share of critical acclaim but yet I don't think it made it really much of an impact on Twitter or you know these other metrics yeah. by which oh, we yeah. sort of value yeah. if something's hit the mainstream but this what is like a reckon? real a real issue with West Side Story was that like first of all, it's not making this money back at all. They made like ten million at the box office, and they put like one hundred and fifty million into wow. making this movie, oh, yeah. which is that crazy. Is loss. But it had no marketing. There was like, one trailer. I think had, we only ever saw. They had two different variants of the trailer. One was silent, like they didn't put any of the music from the musical in. Why would you not do and that? And it was just like 
really quiet, like ambient noise, like shoes walking and stuff, like the the sharks and jets walking around, and you never saw anyone's faces. And then the other one was There's a Place for Us, which it was the version that's sung by Rachel Ziegler, which then isn't in the film. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's odd. Um, which is very I was strange. looking forward to that. Now, from my perspective... Oh, no, the song's in the film. She just doesn't sing it. From, from my perspective, oh, dancing's really important in West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, How, and that's amazing. How, oh, is it good? Okay, does it translate over? My yeah, question the choreography is, was phenomenal. And here's my question, because I was having this conversation with someone just the other day about the reality shows in England, because yeah. generally... It's my thing is that I don't understand Strictly Come Dancing, or as oh, they would I call it, it in the States, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, because the notion is, I understand what a bad singer sounds like, because everybody's done a little bit of singing to themselves in the car or somewhere else, and they can go, that didn't sound right, or he's forgotten the words, or da 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 da, da. Or if you watch Bake Off, you go, I know what a, what, what, what a crap loaf of bread looks like. <laughs> that's a crap loaf of bread. I don't understand. I, is, are that many people really that educated on dancing? And therefore, do that many people care about dance sequences in movies? Things with dance sequences, when you see everybody dancing together, it looks very spectacular. So and if one person piece. goes wrong, you notice. I, I so agree with you on that. If you in unison, that. you'd but, know. But like, you love Grease. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Spoiler, I know. You love <laughs> Grease. <laughs> the, 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 the hand jive contest, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I am like so bored oh, the whole bit. time until travolta comes out with cha-cha and he's doing the finger guns yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then i'm like moderately interested again for two seconds because he's cool i do kind of see where you come from because but as soon you... as the dance sequence happens i'm like wake me up when they start talking to each other again please but but when you look at it's things... kind of like jaws though isn't it that you've got that sweet spot of holding the shot with jaws before you know whilst the shark looks real and then the shark looks fake yeah but with the dance <laughs> sequences you've got this sweet spot of it going on just the right length to keep you entertained and maybe just going past that sweet spot and thinking, right, you've outstayed your welcome now. I'm a little bit bored. Yeah. But I think with West Side Story, because it's supposed to be, I mean, the vast majority of the dancing that we have in this one is done uh, like in a way that it's supposed to be like culturally representative and you never really see any of the white people dancing, basically. So it's all supposed to be like, oh, look, this is our culture and this is wonderful and we're celebrating it. So it all, you're like, oh, okay, cool. This makes sense in the context of the plot. And they haven't really put, except for two instances that I can think of, like dances in where you're like, oh, okay, this is a dance break in this song. Okay. Which is maybe a good thing for the way that the film is. Yeah. I'm curious to see. It. I love yeah. dance break though. Yeah, it. it was pretty good. If we liked it, so then what's the next? It's wicked, then, right? Mm. The other big one that hasn't hit yet. That's not hit yet. Tick tick boom came Sorry, out. The, I've never heard a tick tick boom before. I put up I've the fleece for this. It. I've never heard. Like really? wicked's got anticipation. Tick wicked tick boom, is great. You it's know what I mean? Lily boy, Lynn Manuel. Oh, okay, great. Lin, oh, Lin Manuel Miranda's the new one. Yeah, great. it's his yeah, directorial debut. Oh, I, I'm I'm burying the lead here. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. But it was great, but I think it's also because I was a fan of Tick Tick Boom before the movie was a thing. Because I was really into like the off Broadway thing of it, and then I was like, oh, this is great. This is perfect. And I think it's more like 
in the, in the last recording, I shafted on uh, La La Land because it's like too self obsessed with old school mu- uh, musicals. This one is like the end game of of, of Broadway and theatre because there are points <laughs> of like I know who that actor is, I know who yeah. that performer is. Oh my god, this is musicals. Unless David Diggs comes back out double timing again. As, <laughs> no, well, but Chris Jackson's there for a bit, and um, no, he's got to be as, he's got to be as George Washington <laughs> then for that to count. Uh-huh. I've never I seen saw, Hamilton. I, oh, Hamilton's so good, buddy. I've never seen it. You gotta so see good. it. You gotta see there it. There are some Hamilton alums in there, but it's like in one yeah. compact number. I still have a great mm-hmm. time. Okay. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about Hamilton, are we? No, we're not. <laughs> no. The, thank you. Because Hamilton was one that brought a lot of people going, because we said no animated. Yeah. And we no said Hamilton. no Hamilton. Because Hamilton, it's I decided, not a, movie. not a film. Yeah. Uh, it's a film stage production. It's like, it's like a concert film yeah. of a, of a Broadway production. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's a pro shot. And so the minute that you have that audience to feed off of, that's not the same rules everybody else is playing off of. Exactly. And so that was it. If you're out there and you're like, but I love Hamilton. So do I. So do I. It I would, be, would be the top of if, most yeah, of so If it was eligible, it, it, it would be top of my list. It would be top of most lists. And it would just be, let's just talk about who finished two to not two to ten. And then we'll just all talk about how much we love Hamilton for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, sounds about right. It'd be nothing, the same, but they come from a way pro show. There's nothing wrong with that. It just doesn't yeah. fit the criteria of a best film ever. Yeah. That's and all. It's the same with animated. We'll end up just talking Disney, which is a shame. Because you've got Prince of Egypt, which, uh, yep. which is a phenomenal musical. It's DreamWorks. So it wouldn't count on a you know best disney um, also the idea that everybody has seen these same disney films exactly like you might you might not all have seen any of the big hitters we got here but everybody's childhood is rooted in these like 60 films so we, if we were including yeah. animation we might as well do a round table on disney movies which 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 we which can we do at some point we'll do at some point yeah yeah so that's yeah, fine exactly. but it's, it's just not the one we're doing this month that'll be our talk mimicky quota for all of 2022 because we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a chance to do it but for today we're not throwing away our shot so <laughs> no hamilton uh, there we go no no hamilton <laughs> hamilton free zone for the next little while um I, I feel like we should just very briefly talk about wicked it's not come out yet but it is the next mm-hmm. big one to drop mm-hmm. yeah. and if wicked doesn't move the needle I'm going to argue the needle can't be moved. Yeah. It's a great if musical. They, if they don't do this well and it flops, then they're not... They're not doing it well, because they could do it brilliantly and it might not have yeah, an that impact. Is, that is true. Who's playing Alphabets? Does anybody know? It's I don't Ariana know. Ariana Grande, isn't it? Is it? Is it? No, no I think she's Glinda. Oh, she's Glinda. Yeah. Ah, okay. Alphabet is Cynthia Erbo. <sighs> I don't know. There's part of me that actually still kind of wanted Leah Michelle to play to play the role. Oh, God, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, no. I get that. Ethan, you have to give me a reason, though. You can't just go, no, 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 no. Like, use words. This is what we do. She is a musical theater actor, though, isn't she? She, she, she was the one who did it on Broadway. Yeah, and she I, did. I don't like her version. I just think it's too it's too annoying and too, hey, it's me, Leah Michelle, instead of Elphaba. I don't know, because I she was Elphaba before she was on Glee, right? I think no. it was the other way. It was the other way around. Really? Yeah. She, she was Glee done, first? I think she might have done Psycho. Because her whole thing was she was more Glee. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I also think you've got the problem, like with Dear Evan Hansen, she is now too old for that role. 
you know. Hey, um, if my friend Liam can play Kaneki well into his very late 20s. <laughs> 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 I don't know, if we're going that far, I'll just stick a Dina back in as Elvira. Like, you couldn't get Chenoweth, Elvira's and that would break my heart, of course, to have one and not the other. Because She should be mad and horrible. Yeah, she should. She should be, yeah. You should like, find a way to get these people in here somewhere, then. Somewhere, because, yeah. 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 But Cameos, this, Wizard, Wizard is everything a, a modern musical is. It's a retelling of an existing intellectual property. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? It kind of takes things, though, on a have you considered the other side of the coin, very postmodern yeah, spin to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got buzz. And it's got the buzz amongst young people. If this can't move the needle from a box office perspective, yeah. there is no musical that yeah. really can. Yeah. No, that that isn't like a Disney no. property because it's direct live action, yeah, yeah. non retelling. Yes, yeah. I actually think if they did a remake of Grease two, that would be such a big hit. <laughs> yes, jeez, oh, yes. <laughs> they could call it Cool Rider. Danny, say what you were trying to say earlier before Liam's obviously had a fever dream and just started talking nonsense. <laughs> I love how everyone went really quiet. Jeez. Like no, Liam, no. How do we break the this to director? Him? For Wicked, it's actually going to be John M. Chu who did direct In the Heights this year, which was a phenomenal oh, movie. We watched that, didn't we? That in the Heights? brings me. What did I go see on my own? I haven't seen it. Oh, I must have yeah. seen it on my own then. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, there's some great today. moments where it kind of flips itself when they kind of dance on a wall and stuff, but which is weird. So, yes. Yeah, really good. It was it dance very, on a wall. Like, it sounds it's like it's very like cool. Inception or Doctor Strange, the musical. Well, Matrix, yeah. the musical. Down the side of a building. It was okay. clever, right. wasn't it? Very clever. I, I really thought it was good. Mm, really good. All right. I think it's about the time to sort of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I love it. Oh, no. The the dancing on the wall thing, it was like a practical effect. Which mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You and Georgia must be like kindred spirits. George is our are. practical yeah, effect love lover. In the house. I'm not... I'm not anti-practical effects i prefer them but georgia really loves a practical effect especially if it's As something like that's come from like a musical which is all has to be practical effects of course it's that's the world we live in yeah, yeah. on honor it yeah love love me a practical effect so on that note it's a good place so we'll start to try and do the top 10 and georgia's not gonna get so excited she kills the power this time which which if so you do guilty. all these jokes have been lost in the ether anyway so no i recorded on zoom this time uh, however i'll just click it, I'll just click it then. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, I think I asked last time, and it was a question that caused even Danny to like stroke his chin beard a little bit there. I don't know why I said chin beard, but like a beard would be some, somewhere oh, else. You can have, have a beard on your cheek. You could. You yeah. can, you but could. like, yeah. beards are on your face, aren't they? They're not like on your elbow. <laughs> I didn't say face beard, I said chin beard. <laughs> anyway, the thing that caused him to stroke his chin beard was what, <laughs> what makes. What are we looking for in a musical? What actually makes a good musical? What are the things that we look for? Is it is it is our songs the first and foremost thing? Is it a story? For me, it's story that's enhanced by song and dance. Because one that's coming up, for, yeah. one that's coming up for this is back to like off of screen but on stage in our local area is Shrek. Yeah. It is, yeah. Shrek doesn't have yeah. great songs. No. Songs no, in Shrek, Shrek are actually pretty. Song. They're pretty poor. <laughs> people, the, the songs really the songs. Yeah. There's not one song I, I leave half my foot on. Thing. Not even that one where they fart and burp. Georgia, hit the switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit the it. Only- Acknowledge me. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, buddy. Talk about Shrek. No, the only time I've enjoyed Shrek the Musical was there's like a YouTube video of the worst ever high school production, and it brings me so much joy because of yes. how bad it is, yeah. and it encapsulates how bad the Shrek Musical is. If if I may, what is your perspective? Because I know what my feeling is about films and, and 
the West End theater, musical theater is doing the exact same thing. That everything now is just some other existing intellectual property just repackaged in some capacity. How do you guys feel about that? Ah, oh, it's difficult because I love, there are some musicals I love that for me, the introduction came musical first. Waitress, adore oh. Waitress. See, I saw the musical. movie first, yeah. I'm going to see that in February. Have you still not yeah. seen this yet? Nope. We've been talking about it for I know, quite a while. I can't wait. You seeing it at Woking? Sorry? Where are you seeing it? I'm seeing it in Hull. Oh, uh, on the tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be good. We're having to see it for like the fourth time on, or fourth time yeah. for me on tour. But this is it. I didn't realize it was a film first. And I feel bad when I will say like, oh, I'm so bored of this trend of, you know, hit film or even just film becomes a musical. But then there are some amazing ones that have come of it. And usually they expand this world that I already love and make it better. I We've seen Frozen the musical twice since it came out it came out september we saw it twice by the end of october it oh. added more that the animated film couldn't have i i, I, I do miss but, more original storytelling as well but i think when, like i don't know it's the whole <laughs> the internet is a terrible place but how do you get people to go and see something they don't know about mm. yeah like, without it being connected to something they already like. Yeah. Films aren't like, any, any different. I mean, we go and see stuff and I sit there in the theater and go, yep, seeing that, seeing that, and all about that, seeing that. And you it's walk just, through and all the posters like remake, 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 retelling, reboot. That was a book. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like you, things like Mean Girls is doing really well because it, yeah. people love that film. Back to the Future. And, yeah. Yeah. So let's go see that again. This, yeah. this month. And you know what? I'm a hypocrite because I really want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, why? Because I know it. <laughs> yeah. If you told me they were making, I don't know, Inglorious Bastards the musical, I'm there. I'm oh, there in the are. front row. But Sign you know me up. Thing. They, they, they we some... want milk. Yes, we do. Where's the milk? <laughs> <laughs> they sometimes take movies that aren't that great and turn them into great shows. So, yeah. you know, Kinky Boots being one of the my favorites at the moment, you know, that's the film's okay. But the musical, my God, it's amazing. Sucks. Well, <laughs> a nice, a nice divisive statement. That feels like a good chance to go ahead and Say jump I, on I the list. Another nice, nice, nice statement. Nice divisive statement. <laughs> Number ten on the audience list is none other than the uh, almost winner of several awards. La La Land. Hang on, it did win it for about ninety seconds. Best picture winner for ninety seconds. La La, La, La Land. Land yeah. I, I know it's to be divisive. Loved it. I loved, loved it. it. I loved it too. So apparently, everyone in here loved it. The Zoom call hated it. Yeah, everybody. everybody in person loved it <laughs> in the zoom call i have not seen that one, oh really so. oh because yes one no. in the first recording we said have you guys covered this yet and i believe drew you said you're never going to watch this again i i genuinely hate this movie and it could be that the i didn't say this last time but the person i went to see it with walked out of the we walked out of the theater and he was like oh my god that was the best musical i've ever seen and i was like have you seen an american in paris or singing in the rain or like listed all the films it was ripping off or you know paying homage to whatever you want to call it um and he was like no i've never seen any of those i was like go and watch those yeah (laughs) what are you talking about it does go see those movies i think i used the term last time it's a love letter to old style hollywood it is uh, and it was one of those ones that like I saw the poster and went, oh, now I want to watch the trailer. I watched the trailer and then I emailed everybody and went, 
I was like four months mailed? away. <laughs> oh, emailed, messaged, and said, we see in this, right? Yeah, well, the poster, I walked by that knowing nothing about this movie. And I walked by the poster and went, oh, my God, I need to see this. For the record, as a Canadian, I'm, I'm, I'm obligated with, I'm part of my passport to see <laughs> all Ryan Gosling films. Yeah, yeah. It just is what we do. <laughs> you got it in your little notebook, haven't you? Yeah. I think the songs are really strong in La La Land. They are very, they are, very yeah. So, you know, all that other and stuff, you still have to write original songs, don't you? Yeah. And so you've got the bit with, I mean, another day, Sun, and the opening to that. I'll put it up there with any opening song from any musical ever. It's oh, brilliant. so good. Uh, someone in the crowd? I do like the... I do like the one where they're um, dancing together, but my biggest issue with Sorry, the film... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, the one, the, the one they, they dance together. together. No, where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have their like, little meet cute is, and they're like... Is this where they dance into the, the clouds? I think it's the, the I, one with on the bench that's on the poster. Yeah, then they yeah, go into like, the clouds. You're the worst. Yeah. You're the worst. I'm the best. Actually, you're okay. No, I like that. I like the movement there. Oh, I like that. Uh, what, I, what, I, what I dislike about the film, other than it being like way too self-absorbed about Oh, it's pretentious. Hollywood. It's definitely yeah, pretentious. pretentious. No one is Ethan, arguing The biggest not. issue, Coming the biggest you, issue Ethan, for you're me. You're the most pretentious person. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> that's true. I'm self-aware. It's coming for his crown. Let's okay. Ethan, I'm self-aware. Ethan, Ethan, my my issue now? is for a movie, for a musical, it forgets it's a musical for like 35 <laughs> minutes. Just <laughs> like there's ever. no song. Do that though. Th- I know, and I dislike it. Oh, okay, but I don't have because it's go like from cool. We're gonna to have a little next. piano bit. Now it's the couple's feud, and we don't get a song into Emma Stone's um, audition. And I'm like, uh, this isn't the, what I I don't don't hang, on, hang on, though. Oh. This is a movie about musicians. Yeah. And so, but how it do you advertise itself on, as I, a musical? I even told the other two to shut up so you could finish your point. <laughs> <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself, Minnie Me. Yeah, Here Mr. it is. Mr. Pretentious. <laughs> and it's this um, it's a, it's a musical. It's it's a movie and a musical about musicians, and so how do you show the strife? Their joy is so interlinked with music. You take away, the and we music. And, and we even see Ryan Gosling's character being corrupted by other forms of music that aren't authentic to what he truly believes, and then we show them moving on by them taking you know, but the music being reintroduced and therefore showing their journey in ways that no longer fuse them together as a couple, but take them in different directions, including that epilogue that's, you know, 12 minutes of psych. And then you're like, what? Oh, oh, right. She came in here with the guy from uh, Dead Poets Society. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. And then uh, I I cried. Yeah, me too. I cried about my city of stars. Ethan. Get analyzed, I have no bitch. soul. Now, <laughs> no, I now, have no soul. Now, I won't I know, get down from my hill here. Yeah, I, know I'm that, gonna... <laughs> I know that Danny and Drew don't like it either. So you're you're in, you're in good company. I think we'll have to cover it come Oscar season. Like maybe that's uh, Oscar tie-in week because I know you uh, you don't necessarily like. I can get on board. I love a good homage. I love a good love letter. It's part of the reason why, controversially, I'm a fan of Cursed Child. I love it when things reference uh, and especially now that i've at least got more of a musical education perhaps i'll understand this film and appreciate it more i just think like if you're gonna make me think about all these movies i would rather be watching like you have to really convince me to stay and watch this musical by making me really like the characters and i hated both of them and so i was like i don't care what happens to these guys but Drew, what about, what about the people who've never seen those movies who go to see La La Land and go, wow, this is great, and then go back and watch those movies? It's good for them. 
you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> you're also assuming they're going to go ahead and if you liked this movie, go check out these you ones. Say, it's not one. a YouTube channel that's like. How many times do you, like, when you're growing up, like in our generation, where we we heard Oasis. I hear you. And but, then we hear about who influenced them, we go back. Right, but you, you'd you have to do some work to find out, but La La Land was influenced. General by audience. No, but that'd be, that'd be that. spoken about that and talked about. People would have said oh, things. Maybe. You know, so um, I do wonder because I, I do I do understand what Drew's argument because it was something we did recently where I went all it did was remind me of other films I'd rather be watching not La La Land <laughs> but this, this other one I was thinking about and I yeah, was like yeah. I'd rather be doing that stop reminding me of films that are better than this yeah and uh, so so I do understand the argument I do wonder if this is a bit of a those films that every movie that comes out now one of my pet peeves is that they're all just Easter eggs with a plot loosely sort of gathered around it. I wonder if La La Land is that for, for, for like the musical film crowd. Maybe. maybe. And maybe, maybe and maybe Drew's familiarity with those other films makes her go, I'd rather be watching those films. And we don't have I that will familiarity. Count that and we, don't, and we, we, we don't have that contextual yeah. knowledge for it. So. No. Uh, Georgia, I think we're ready to uh, argue about some other films now. We are, yeah. <laughs> so we have a, we do not have a ninth place. We have a joint eighth place. I could not separate them and they could not be any more different. So we have Little Shop of Horrors and Sound of Music. Both fi- uh, films that in the stage version you've played the lead. Yes. Yeah. Weird. I did not do this list. I promise. Weird. You could say that. If you did, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I really like. I, don't, I know you don't like the film version of Little Shop of Horrors because you don't like Ellen Green. Green. Yeah. Well, I've never seen either, so I'm. I, pff, I need go. to. I think uh, Rick Moranis is the perfect film version of Seymour. He is very good. Yeah. He's very good. The plant's very good, and. Uh, Danny, I believe, said in the first recording that there's never been a better film. Who would be better than Steve Martin as the dentist? Mm. And he really is great. He really is great. I have seen bits of it. I have seen, like, Steve Martin as the dentist. Is this like a leather jacket and a motorboy? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen bits, you know, that people have shown me. I don't know how he did it with a straight face. I've never. Well, I've never never really seen it all the way through, so I don't know. It's not a part I'd want to do, but I do love the part. I do know that this was um, a remake, though. Yes, yes, it is. And many people don't, many people don't know that. Yeah, because Jack so, Nicholson was in the original. So every time I'm in some sort of like thing where it's like, name your best remakes, I always hold back on that one. Because yeah. I know I'm going to drop it on the table and they're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like, nope. Because the original wasn't a musical. No. Which feels and really black, weird. And black and white. Was it black and white? Yeah. Sorry, Drew, what you said? It was like a B-horror movie. Mm. Yeah. Which I, I, I think that's why the, I like the, the music. I think musicals let you go to that B movie place, yeah. And the and the songs kind of hold it up because musicals all kind of have a, a certain level it's of kitschy anyway. It's kitschy. It's not sophisticated in general, so you can get away with that stuff. Mm. So and then Sound of Music, of course, is a Rodgers and Hammerstein classic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of the only Rodgers and Hammerstein I actually like. But that stand above it, most Rodgers and Hammerstein, doesn't it? it I, does, even though yeah. I haven't seen it, I know of Sound of Music. And I mean, controversially, it's I got hate songs. Oklahoma, so you know. Agreed, but it's got songs in yeah. in this one. It's got uh, punchy songs. Yeah, uh, Hills Are Alive. Yep. Uh, yodelay, yodelay, yodelay. Ooh, I love that's my favorite. <laughs> What's uh, that one where Do Re Mi went? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I That's did not great, consider that. Great song, yeah. Brilliant song. Because I saw Georgia in it. I've never seen the film, but I've seen Georgia. Yeah. He has. Um, Made me happy. <laughs> we've also got I Am 16 Going On 17. These Brilliant are song. a few of my favorite, favorite things. things. <laughs> Little known fact that when they were between takes on that 
that's on that uh, set, and the kids were going restless. Julie Andrews played them supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yeah. oh. and told them she made so it up. Yep. That's cool. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I made it up and wouldn't tell she'd them that. sit down with the guitar <laughs> and, and kind of like it. half play it uh, and then get into it and be like, I, yeah, I made it up on the spot. It's part of me that goes... I, I love that because I love telling people things that aren't true. <laughs> we don't have ice cream in Canada. We don't have ice cream in Canada. <laughs> I had a colleague convinced Christmas was not a thing in Canada. That's funny, considering your flag is white and red. Red and white, yeah. And, you know, I had to convince we did some winter festival, which is true. We do have a winter festival, but it's not nearly as big as Christmas. As Christmas. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, those are, uh, those are good. I think it's very much your class. Sound of Music is almost that last of that classic era of musicals. Mm-hmm. And I think Little Shop's kind of this new wave of movie musicals I that are coming I, through. When I was lucky enough to be on uh, It's a Musical Pod talking about my favorite musical, which one of them is Little Shop, we spoke about kind of how Little Shop is its own like starts a new kind of genre of musical because it becomes this it's yeah. not all funny it does have darker elements to it it's got this horror comedy vibe we did mention the first recording that i thought when i was making my list up i was considering the director's cut yes and not yeah. the theatrical release and the made, yes and, and i'm the same the for me it's got to be the oh. ending where everyone dies so the theatrical yes. cut oh, you ruined it for me never seen it <laughs> have, you, have, you <laughs> no. seen, have you seen the stage show no, no. That's the one he didn't see me in. I got confused. Oh, okay. Well, you asked what was different, so we told you. Oh. <laughs> everyone dies in one ending. Everyone lives in the other ending. Well, yeah. not everyone, but yeah. Let me guess. The characters we care about. Everybody likes the one where they die, right? Yeah. It's uh, much better. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're, we're all arguing for that, but test audiences went, no, 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 we want to see him live. Oh, okay. Which undercuts everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it makes the whole rest of the show pointless. Yeah. And it's definitely changed with filmmaking nowadays. They, definitely, people wanted happier endings. But nowadays, if Little Shop was to be made now, oh, for sure, a hundred percent post Infinity War, they will end well, with that death, that ending. We don't like clean cut yeah. things anymore. We like anti heroes. We like, yeah, we like being on the other side of that. So, yeah, absolutely. Characters with flaws. Characters with flaws. Mm. So let's on that note. What do we have for number seven, Georgia? I think this is uncharted territory. Oh, it is. We haven't gotten this one before. <laughs> number seven is Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh. it's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. That's the early it is one. Willy, Willy Wonka yeah. is Gene Wilder, nineteen seventy four. Yes. I want to say because Johnny Depp was Charlie yeah. in the Chocolate yes. Factory. Yes, the yeah. book is Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Johnny Depp's is Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Gene Wilder's is Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Was it an ego thing on Gene Wilder's front there with that one? Don't know. I feel like it might have been. <laughs> he, no, he is the character you care about. He is, yeah. So the question is, how much of a Gene Wilder? Because it is, it is a one-person show. Oh God, yeah. Because I hate the kid. He's who, the main. I hate singer. the kid who plays Charlie Bucket, and I hate Uncle Joe. <laughs> Grandpa Joe. Everyone Grandpa hates Uncle Joe. Hate Joe. Uncle the Joe. whole community of online of how Uncle Joe is the biggest yeah. villain of all. Yeah. Exploits the parents. Sits in a bed all day. In his bed. And then the second Charlie's got his little golden ticket, jumps up, does a little dance. Yeah, I'll go with you. And then he's the one who's like, come on, Charlie, let's have some of this. But we're not supposed to, Grandpa. No, no, it's okay. He'll never know. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they nearly die. Grandpa Joe. This one feels a little bit, I think it speaks to, we say it all the time when we look at these lists, like Mrs. Doubtfire. If you hit people in their early formative years, yeah. these emotional connections stay forever. I actually do yeah. way prefer the original than the remake. I mean, oh, I don't, I, yeah, without question. I oh, no, I much prefer the Johnny Depp version. Oh, I can't stick it. The Johnny Depp version. But again, that's hitting You're, me in my early formative years, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because I saw that one much before the I whole saw the film is perfectly situated with the introduction of willy wonka he comes out with the cane he can barely walk and then he falls and you think he's fallen on his face and he barrel rolls oh, and comes up and's like ta-da johnny you're depp like does that too yeah but johnny depp does it as an homage yeah, yeah gene, I, know, I know but i i just prefer the johnny depp version that was gene wilder's idea as well yep to come up with that and then the bit, the, the psychedelic bit where he's like, and the rules are spinning. And I'm like, what? <laughs> where we're going. <laughs> Did you know Sammy Davis Jr. wanted to be in that? Really? Yeah, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't cast him. Mm. And come with me and you know, the world of mad, pure imagination is just an all time yeah. classic. It's in every single iteration is that one. Yeah. yeah. It is to Willy Wonka what um, Rainbow Connection is to the Muppets. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, outside of that, it's it's it's, it's a very formulaic story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't dislike it. It made my if I had to do top twenty five, it makes my list. It's not making my top ten. No, yeah, I'm even fact, I forget the songs in that one. Other than uh, "Come with Me," I completely forget that there are songs in that. Well, you've one. Also, there I, are a lot of you've got all the yeah, loompa, loompa, <laughs> You forgot the song. So much shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like it is. It's one of those that I just see as a. It's a great film, and I especially love you know, all the online discourse, you know, the fact that Willy Wonka is a serial killer turning the kids to chocolate. If you look at both, <laughs> there was never enough seats for Augustus Gloop. He knew that <laughs> someone was dying before they got on the boat. He's just omniscient, I love, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. He's um, giving himself away. I, I, I enjoy the film. Is it a good musical? I don't know if I can I don't know. song. Yeah, is same. it a good musical? It falls into that horrible trap that I know we're not talking about Disney movies, but that a lot of Disney movies have fallen into recently of not having a finale song. Yes. And therefore I hate it. <laughs> like why why would you do a whole musical and not give us some kind of big finale number that like closes out the world? You're not wrong. Because I, I, I don't see the point otherwise. Um Pretty much a good place to leave that one. So I'm going to number five, Georgia. And number six. Number six. Number six. If we have to. <laughs> number six, we've already spoken about it slightly, or probably this recording, maybe the last one. Uh, Singing in the Rain. Oh, that was last recording. Ooh. Singing in the Rain. I'm surprised yep. by that. That's some old school stuff. Uh, I have never it seen is. Singing in the Rain. I've only seen the scene. The, the dance scene, yeah. yeah. With the milk rain. Is this Gene Kelly? Yeah. yeah. Milk rain, very yeah. good. Yes. Am I right in thinking he went very well when you recorded this? He really got sick Ill. as a result, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. I think like the, yeah, first, they, the first day they did the takes and then he had to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, they started doing it with cold water and then eventually figured out it was making him sick. So they used hot water instead, which wow. apparently is harder to dance in. Oh, is it? What if hot yeah, water is heavier? Right. Or gloopier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would rather dance in cold, cold water than hot water because you get you get hot when you're dancing anyway, don't you? Have you ever seen Tom yeah. Tom Holland yeah. doing Umbrella? Oh, That's it's so brilliant. good. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was hot water. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it was like bath temperature water. It looks great. It looks yeah. so good. Yeah, it looks great. And he was advised great. by his dad not to do that. 
because he thought it would like ruin his career. Him. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Nah, Tom <laughs> oh, Holland. No. If you want more on Tom Holland, we just released a see it or skip it on No Way Home. Go ahead he and has. check that out. See it. See it. See it. <laughs> I, I absolutely adore singing in the rain, and it's it's one of a few musicals that since I was introduced to it, I rewatched it. Uh, oh, cool. So we, we, I watched it for the first time November 2020 and watched it Christmas Day 2020. Wow. I, I think it's such a phenomenal musical. I think the, you know, you've got this great moment of the choreography being great, the interplay between the cast. It's not just like you'd be forgiven for thinking it's just Gene Kelly, but Donald O'Connor and Debbie Reynolds are amazing Reynolds. in this. You've got that brilliant make them laugh make them laugh is that from that okay it is and it's so high energy the fact that actually i would argue donald o'connor is a better dancer in singing in the rain than gene kelly is just fantastic and it i think because it also hits that really awesome spot of the story is so much like it is it hits that love letter to classic Hollywood, but the transition period from silent movies to talking features and the very real dilemma that a lot of these actors face in making that step up, that you've got a lot of great actors who are known but do not have a voice for film. Yes. And I think yeah. it's a yeah. great love letter to classic Hollywood without being too on the news about it and you've got phenomenal set pieces phenomenal so for me it hits every sweet spot of a good story good songs that i can listen to time and time again but great choreography as well mm. it's that trifecta of what i want from a musical You've convinced me. I'm going to watch it. There we go. <laughs> I could teach this It'll be on over christmas. I could teach this and greece as a pair. Uh-huh. For my GCSE, but I do Rear Window and Witness instead. Kids are cynical, man. And Rear Window's a gr- an all-time great movie. Yeah. Uh, George, oh, what's number five? At number five, we are uh, going back to good old Julie Andrews with uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mary Poppins! Mary Poppins! Good point, Mary Poppins. Uh, I, I just got this to say, Dick, uh, Dick, Dick Van Dyke. Amazing. I never liked... Uh, and also, uh, a hot tot take... Dick Van Dyke carries that movie. He is so good he is throughout. Incredible. He's very charismatic. He carries the weight of the film and then lets her do her bits. But he is so multi-talented. And all anybody talks about is Julie Andrews. And I think Dick Van Dyke and his glorious accent get a hard deal on this one. <laughs> do you know, um, they had um, professional dancers, obviously, to do all the dance things. And Dick Van Dyke was not a professional dancer. And they reckon he kept up, if not, done more than the other professional dancers. There might not be a film that I saw as a child and my opinion on it changed greater on than Mary Poppins. Oh. I hated it as a child. Really? I think it's fantastic now. I love it. Other than I the gaslighting conversation. I also like the, the, Other than the gaslighting conversation, absolutely. I also like the, the sequel. I haven't seen that, but that's its own entity. Yeah, that's a nice little love letter to the original. It's, it's there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Danny and Drew, Mary Poppins, thoughts? I didn't include it on my list because it has an animated musical sequence. Oh, it does have animation you. in it, yeah. But it is yeah, we thought, thought about it, but we decided animated probably would discount it. It's very little animation, though. I went with the fact that it's the human characters doing the singing. I hear you. It's a hybrid. I, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. If you yeah. really, if you really but want to be pedantic, hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. It got by me on that one. I. I might have you it on my... You forgot about the penguins. I might have it on my... I forgot about the penguins. I did. <laughs> I have it on I, mine. I would put it on my list. I, 
I watched it as a kid and it, I, I remember having awful fever dreams because of the animation, the weird animation slash <laughs> live action blend. But I didn't watch it for the longest time because I had like awful flu that was not brought about by Mary Poppins, but <laughs> gave me that memory. But we re rewatched re- re- it and I, I think it's great. And the sequel does it. it I enjoyed the sequel, but so it is basically the same film again with the same tropes and the same storytelling beats. And even, and the problem with the sequel is you're thinking that this song should be Chim Chimney and this song should be. I have heard this where they basically just went through and went, yeah. (laughs) And it it is. And it, it's great. What about you with Mary Poppins? I love Dick Van Dyke in anything. And when I was a kid, so my dad, (laughs) my dad's proper Northern, but when I was a kid, the, the accent that Dick Van Dyke is doing sounds like my dad's accent because <laughs> he's not doing a cockney accent but it just i literally as a child was like oh that's my parents that's mary poppins and uh but so i loved that film as a child so, so does that make you i also love perfect. saving the banks <laughs> sorry what was yeah. that well they kind of look like them too <laughs> I love Saving Mr. Banks and just the oh, story Save Mr. Banks is, 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 oh, a, is a great film. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, there's the so film. much to Mary Poppins that there's oh. nostalgia attached to it, I think, mm. but also like this extended universe that just makes you love Mary Poppins even more. Yeah. Just don't Google PL Travers and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, one of the last few parts that I really want to play. My, what, Mary Poppins? Yeah. My sister was like nuts yeah, for Travers. this. <laughs> and, and, my, and, my, and my sister's. <laughs> thing when she liked something was to play it like non-stop that's my sister's move mm-hmm. and so as a result like anything that, she, that got her attention on that level i like shunned for like decades <laughs> and so now i'm good with mary poppins but it took it took a while it. if you're out there and you didn't vote for mary poppins because you went hey it's anime it's totally fair play i hear yeah, you yeah, i hear yeah, you yeah. it got i hope if you voted for it you can understand why i'm accepting it and if you didn't you understand yeah, I, yeah. but if you want to be purely pedantic yeah you're, you're right that one does have animated content i just went the human characters carry the singing yeah, and it's more human yeah. interaction than cartoon interaction. Yeah, I mean, it's just a middle bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a segment, isn't it? But, you know, supercalifragilis, that's really about it. Despialidocious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but step in time. Oh, my step word. Step in time. The songs in Mary Poppins. So good. Question for you two, though, because they go and have that lovely day at the Ferris wheel and the merry-go-round, <laughs> and then they go home and they're in the bed and they're like, we had the most wonderful time, Mary Poppins. And she goes, well, thank you, children. Oh, no, Good night. Go. And they go, she, they go, we loved how we went and we rode all the horses and you won first prize at the fair. And she went, rode horses? Certainly not. And I'm like, Mary Poppins is gaslighting these children because <laughs> we clearly saw them do all of these things. What is she doing to them? I think what I got from that was that she didn't want the parents to hear uh, what she was doing those parents were so out of it they, they could have said we've You're set right. up a heroin den in the basement <laughs> <laughs> oh that's nice children yeah. <laughs> votes for women <laughs> I, yeah. I think there's far more than a spoonful of sugar in that medicine <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. very nice number four please number four it's chicago Oh, I think ah. I think Chicago will be popping up on the on the end list as well. Yeah, yeah. Chicago. Uh, I did a whole hour or something with Danny and Drew about and why I love Chicago. And we've done a whole episode on Chicago, so I don't know. Danny, Drew, your highest rated. It was until the last 
five episodes something has passed it yeah little miss sunshine has surpassed it uh on on the rankings but yeah our number two film after 101 episodes currently yeah is early early film we did as well 10 i want to say episode 10 yeah so uh long time yeah long time been there um I love Chicago because it works on so many levels. It's one of those few musicals that works better on film than it does on stage yeah. because you can play yeah. with the duality of Roxy Hart's mind yeah. Yeah. and how much of this is really happening. And that were, and we can do mm-hmm. a split change. She can be in prison costume in one shot and in the next shot, you can change the lighting, you can change yeah. the costume. It's the kind of musical that should have been made for film. Yes. And uh, it's uh, 100% knocked out of the park. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And cellophane is, I love it. is one of the all-time great. Give me an empty stage in a song and just let me have at it. Bring it. <laughs> He's not half bad at it. No, but the, the dancing. I, I see why three. If you are, thank you, me, me and John Cena. Uh, <laughs> if, but no, if, if you're a dancer, if you love dancing, Chicago has that in spades. Mm. And Richard Gere practiced for months for a scene that he did for, he did for half a day. and was like, that's it? And they're like, yeah, that's it. He's like, oh, because <laughs> he works so hard on it. But if you want dancing, it's there. You want high quality singing, there. You want high quality acting, it's there as well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very yeah, very good. In Chicago. Yeah, for me, it's hard to top Chicago. It really is. So um, I just think the idea that all of it in the film happens in Roxy's mind—that you only ever see these characters through her gaze—is such an interesting idea to toy around with for a musical property. Uh, yeah there really is something for everyone in chicago and the further away we get from this 1930s era the more that era becomes almost glamorized in and of itself so yeah. it's two levels of this show that's occurring yeah 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 i'm a fan i <laughs> know uh, number three uh Another one that's going to split votes, I think. The Greatest Showman. Oh, that's way, that's, <laughs> that is way too high. Yep. That movie that, yeah. exists. <sighs> I can't remember. That's the best way I can describe in it. In my list. I remember watching it coming out and being like, but Barnum and like being really yeah. I really don't care how real it is. No, no, no. But yeah. like there's, think- there's a musical called Barnum. Oh, yes, that's that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The biggest problem with The Greatest Showman you don't get me wrong. There are some phenomenal songs and yes. the choreography is great yeah. in it. Yep. But the issue is it's, it's all style, zero substance. It is a montage film. If ever there was one, I'm sat there waiting for the next, the next musical sequence See. and the plot moves by so quickly. And it's so inconsequential because they, they just move things on. And it's supposed to be this really progressive film, you know, we're like looking at, um, oh, but then more than just sideshow attractions when we get um, This Is Me. Yeah. yeah, this group of people that belong to Barnum but because the, he bought all of them. <laughs> but in real life, it, he wasn't a nice guy anyway. The film never does anything to suggest they're more than these sideshow acts other than one song. It I, just, it flies by way too quickly. It glosses over so much. It's just like, it's boring and just... The dialogue exists to tide you over until the next musical sequence. So you just want the songs, don't you? I keep bringing up Glee yeah. for some reason as we as we're doing this. But <laughs> if you watch those early seasons of Glee, it's not about this narrative around this. It was like just it's just just, the songs, just yeah. hurry up and shut up and let's get to the next song exactly. you're gonna do. And that's what this is. This is all. It's just a collection of songs. Yeah. yeah. So well, although then, although like, I usually I rank songs really really highly on my list of things I want from a good musical, the story around it has to make sense. And this exactly. I think it felt rushed. I think you're right. Hmm. Well, it fell into the same kind of trap as the uh, the recent Dear Evan Hansen movie, where 
all of the songs could be played on their own on the radio with the exception of like one and you could just have them be a radio hit and it wouldn't matter to be fair it makes sense it's the same writing duo as well yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> and i don't like them either so. <laughs> yeah i think this is your like entry point for like it's got all the star power you know what I mean? It's got it did good, good things for like the musical community because it brought. I don't begrudge in. its existence. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice enough film, yeah. but to it's say baby's first musical, yeah, but to say it's the third, yeah, it's third on the list. Like you think of the ones that this is beaten that we've named, let alone the ones that, yeah. that haven't been named that yeah, won't be on yeah. the list. It's shocking. Yeah, no, I think this really. shows how apart the musical sort of theater fans are to film fans when it comes to musical movies or adaptate like anything the cult of the new yeah it yeah. is the newest shiniest thing we've had number two yeah. what, I think that's it. what's one of the few things that are apparently better than the greatest showman uh, to be fair it's definitely better than the greatest showman uh, rocky horror picture show oh. wow it's yes. 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 I, can, I can live two. with that i can live with that i can live with this being ahead of greatest showman i'd are uh, two two Above two. Chicago. It shouldn't be above Chicago. No. Two. This should be on the list. It shouldn't be ahead of. It shouldn't be two. I mean, it's it's very very good, but it is. It's, it's, it's counterculture. I love movie. I love Rocky Horror. I love yeah. Rocky Horror. Yeah. It it is kind of if you want a metaphor for what it means to be a musical theater kid, mm. it's Rocky Horror, yeah. not the film, but getting dressed up, throwing jokes that only you know, <laughs> and a secondary on. script that doesn't matter. Yeah, that is the musical theater kid experience. I say, if anyone who's not ever been to a pantomime but has been to a live show of Rocky Horror, it's like that, but like if the people on on, on the movie were aware of it, you were there. Yeah, an yeah, adult yeah. version. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a, a, a turning point in my life when I went to Sun Saw for the first time. I went, what is this? Because <laughs> everybody has that moment they see for the first time and go, I don't know what this is. Yeah, I, I think so I think I like it. Again, the people, first time I watched it, like I was it. so opposed to it because I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah, because it and challenges. All, I was like. I, it was it was mainly just like how Frankenfurt. Wait, no. Uh, I, I, the, Sweet the, transvestite. Tim, Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sweet transvestite. It's got to yeah, be that moment yeah, when he disrobes and you're like, what? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine Especially, with that. I love that. Well, it's on, more though. just how he is later. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hard time because you're a youngin. Okay, so, <laughs> youngin. but let's go back to like you know, I saw it for the first time in like 1996. You know what I mean? Yeah. When when when, 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 things like, when 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 things like shut up. When things, <laughs> I didn't exist. When, when, when like things like this weren't. It was shocking. Yeah, I mean, this was shocking. But this came and, and he was embracing it, and he had that Tim Curry swagger about him yeah. and you're going this is challenging all so sorts of things. kind of belief systems about art about music about about musicals about all these and i'm going ah, you're you're blackbeard in muppet treasure island what's going on here <laughs> do you know how it came about the evil concierge in home alone yes, too. yes. You're just trying oh to... my goodness is that tim curry yes. is, is this what you get yeah. into after you catch kevin <laughs> and the devil in legend um, oh He's it. And it. Yeah. He's the clown. He's yeah. Pennywise. He's brilliant. Yeah. But that all came about because... Think, um, is it one of those musicals that has made it this high because it's gone above just being a film? It's become... Oh, it's a cult. Yeah. A cult. It, There's this community to it. It's a cultural it, it event never, unto itself. It never took off when it was first filmed, when it was first shown. No, it is, it is uh, the definition of a B-movie. And it then became a late night showing thing that was on yep. every night in a late night but for people who lived in the shadows at that time, yeah. um, 
and uh, yeah, it became a cult thing, and that, and that has done ever since then. So, and now it's become more mainstream. What was it, Ethan? Was it the perks of being a wallflower of a heavily featured uh, Rocky Horror as part of the script? Yeah. I think it's yeah. the one with with, with with Hermione Granger in it, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and they, like every generation discovers Rocky Horror for the first time, and it's it's a thing for that segment of kids who feel a little bit on the periphery until Glee go, it's mainstream, and we go, no, it's not. <laughs> Do you know the weirdest thing about this movie? Right, um, I watched. My dad loved this film, and. Um, I always thought at the end where Meatloaf comes out of the freezer and dies, right? I thought that's where it ended. Oh, okay. For years and years and years, really? right? Until I rewatched it Stuck again. Stuck in the house forever. So, until I rewatched it again as a young adult uh, on DVD for the first time. And I went, oh my God, there's more to this. <laughs> and that went even stranger than I thought it could go, yep. right? Oh, I, I, was... then went, I went to my dad and I went, there's more of this from his extra bits. He went, ah, oh, no, it's always been that. He went, that just gets shit after Meatloaf comes out. Oh, the no. <laughs> I was so in love with Susan Sarandon oh. in that movie. I love Magenta. Oh, yeah. Magenta. Next time it tours, we all need to go and see Yeah, I do love Rocky. I do. I, I was, we, we, did like, yeah. we did like an air band at school. Yes, and you were the narrator, And you? we did Time Warp, and we, like, won it all. And I was the, it's just a jump to the left. <laughs> step to the right. There was this guy in the audience who said, I was wondering, you know, he was, like, I was sitting there going, what's, what's, what, what, what's the point of Ian's character? <laughs> and then at the end, I get up on the desk and, you know, do the whole, the whole, he's like, yeah, more of that! <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's the idea, it's that collection, and people on the periphery, much like Greatest Showman, but this does it in a more organic way, I might argue, mm. people on the periphery always want to be told that it's okay to be you. And that's and, what this film and, does. And this, this film is only going to get better and better as time goes on, because as people evolve, and as we're in the 2021 now, coming 2022, um, society is accepting more of people uh, than what they were back in the Absolutely. Like, mid-70s, you know? And the words more and more normal. The word yeah. sweet transvestite has a much different connotation in 2021 than it yeah, did in yeah, 1978. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, 75, I think so, it was. Okay. I think it was earlier. I think. I'm not 100% sure. I was just guessing the sets. Then in the 70s. Greece, <laughs> Greece was 1978. Was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just love it. I do. I, I would love to get a chance to do it, but Richard O'Brien will he never... do it. It won't be available. It'll never be available. No, so. until he dies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll play Meatloaf. He is or such, Riff Raff. He is such a... You'd be a great Riff Raff. Yeah. Um, he's, got, he's, he's so hands-on with this um, musical that he, in, he insists on sitting with every individual character and anybody who plays one of these characters, and he goes through every single song with them. Yeah. So wow. that's how hands-on he is. It is his baby, because he, he started it above a bowling alley. Like, hey! Yeah, it, I mean, it, was, it was a mm-hmm. tiny production when he first did it. We're, yeah. we're the same peeps who got a little bit of... We, we got some notes from Eric Idle before we did Spam a lot. We did. That is true. We did. He tweeted back to us and gave us a couple of tips. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. But, I mean, this show only came about because he was an out-of-work actor. Is that right? And then he was asked to do um, a segment, uh, write a song for some variety thing, and science fiction came out of it. Ah, uh, double feature. Yeah. yeah, and then he thought to himself, actually, this is quite a good song. Why don't I involve, you know, make it, involve it, evolve include it, it, evolve it into a, oh, into, evolve, a okay. into another, into another, into a musical. So, and that's what he did because he's out of work. He made it. Okay. Uh, we got two more of the audience list to go and then ours will go much quicker because we'll be doing a lot of repeats anyway. So uh, just one last one. Oh, that was two. Sorry. <laughs> that was number two. All right. Number two. He said number two. Number two. Oh, hang on. I want to give Drew one second here because I'm now recalling that she said this was better than Chicago. 
Yeah. What? <laughs> I did think it was odd that you didn't say anything about that. Um. Yeah. I think so. I could watch. I could put Rocky Horror on a loop and watch it over and over again for about twenty four hours. I think I'm convinced. However, I feel like I could watch Chicago five times and then be like, okay, I need to watch something else. Now. <laughs> Still, a pretty good ratio, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh... It was our first date as well, wasn't it? It Rocky was. Horror that's how I Charles. tested well, you. Well, I can't we beat that, can I? Live show. No. There we go. There <laughs> we we go. went to a live show and I was like, let's see how he does under this kind of pressure. Did you make him dress up? <laughs> yeah. Did you dress up? No, I, I, the dream is to dress yeah. up as uh, Frankenfurter and just need to little bit lose a little bit of weight before there we, we go. do that. I, I said next time it's on I, tour, we, will all, we I will, should all go and dress up. I'm up for it, but I won't be dressing up as Frankenfurter. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to get a leather jacket and be Eddie. <laughs> I'm going as Columbia. Columbia? There you go. Oh, I want to do Columbia. Uh, Ethan. Oh, we can do Brad and Janet. Ethan, we'll just put you in. I need to find Brad. Ethan, we'll just oh, put you in. Yeah. Oh, Ethan can be Brad. There you go, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. I want to be the, uh, oh, the, the, what's it? The creature. Rocky? Horror? Yeah, you can be Rocky. The actual, be Rocky. The actual titular character? <laughs> of Rocky Horror? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ethan will be donning the red pants to be Gold Rocky. Hot yeah. pants. Yeah. To be fair, so I've already been told for Halloween I need to be um, thingy from... Uh, You're really struggling with names tonight. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's the face for Little Miss Sunshine <laughs> oh that's right yeah you do yeah. you do. You have to be Olive uh, number <laughs> one please Georgia at number one on the audience list is Moulin Rouge oh that yes. deserves to yeah. be there yeah. It's, yeah. it's really hard to argue with that what else can you it? say about Brilliant. Moulin Rouge yeah I really actually judge um, oh what's his name you and McGregor? You'll no, do it now, too. No, no, the guy, the director, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann, okay. Baz Luhrmann. I, I, I really judge Baz Luhrmann for not doing another musical, because the guy nailed it. He did, didn't but he? He did, a tri- it was like a trilogy, so he had Strictly Ballroom was his dance. Yes, his the ballet. Australian one, yeah. And yeah. then you had um, Romeo and Juliet was in Shakespeare, and Moulin yeah. Rouge was his musical. So it was his trilogy of the arts. He should have done another musical. Now, he absolutely a lot of it. this is very postmodern. It's a lot of there's some original songs, but there's also some snippets from all sorts of popular work. Mm-hmm. But then setting that oh, against the Bohemian set background of you know Bohemian era France, France yeah, uh, turn of century, it just works. It just works. Mm. It's so good, yeah. And Nicole Kidman was never better. Oh, she was brilliant. In but that was that was post um, Tom Cruise when it broke yeah. up. Yeah. No, very immediate yeah. after. Yep. Yeah. So she's feeling a lot of pain. Perfectly cast. Brilliant. Yeah, just just perfect. Tragic film. Just it like everything builds brilliantly. Like the the first time I saw it, I was fourteen or fifteen years old and just sobbing at the end of it. Yeah. Like <laughs> this journey that you go on with these characters, the fact that you don't know any of them at the start. And the right mix of songs, some really brilliant, like both comedy, like Jim Broadbent's turn. Oh, Jim Broadbent. great. You're dying, Satine. So funny through bulks of it, but there's moments where he just turns mm. to Nicole Kidman is just business. I yeah. used to, when I was a kid and I watched this, because I think the first time I saw it, I was like six or seven. <laughs> and, um, after I'd seen it the first time, every time we watched it, I would turn it off after Roxanne. I'd be like, no, there's nowhere. That's the end. <laughs> That's where it ends. See, yeah. End of movie. My first view, and I was I was living in Jersey at the time, and 
I went to the cinema. That was my first time off work. And I went to the cinema to watch to watch this thing called Moulin Rouge. Because I looked colourful. I kid you not. I came out of that cinema and booked my ticket for the next day oh, really? in the same seat to watch it again. And I watched it four times in one week. I don't want to see it. Wow. My sister got it for Christmas. I was like, that's stupid. I'm going to go elsewhere. Came in. Was like, all right, I'll sit around. And I was like, that was really good. <laughs> Quite like this. Um, I'll tell you, you know what I can still hear in the depths of my soul? Roxanne. <laughs> Violin. You've just I mean, woken Pippin up. Who can't relate? <laughs> who, who can't relate to that idea where you're like, I'm not, you know, someone else is with the girl and yeah. how do I get that out of my head? Mm. And you're haunted. And it's almost like he's being mocked. Oh, because they have this like super naive, we'll have a secret symbol and then it'll be okay. And, and, uh, and I'll know that you'll be all right. And we'll, and it's like, yeah, these are promises you make each other and real life happens and you go, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. My, so my mom is the person that got me into musical theater. And this, <laughs> this came up the other day when I was having lunch with her, but um, she, she could never get my brother to sing along to these songs with her in the car. So she made me learn all of Ewan McGregor's parts <laughs> for all of the songs. And so I was always uh, Ewan McGregor and she would sing all of the Nicole Kidman parts. And to this day, I do not know any of the Nicole I Kidman to lyrics Nicole to Kidman that bits. show. That's so hilarious. That's brilliant. <laughs> But like Elephant Love Medley is like just oh, yeah. as a jukebox musical, the fact that you can fit real world songs in a way that works, and but then to take just snippets of them yep. and mm. get them to work in this format with Elephant mm. Love Medley, it shouldn't work, but it and does. C- and it's come what may is an all time great oh, musical song. A great yeah. song. Yes. Yeah. And written, I love written for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's why, it That's why it wasn't yeah. eligible for best original song because it was not written for that film did not know that i love the like a virgin sequence as well and the oh bit the it's so goes, good because <laughs> you've got a great book goes feels so good inside <laughs> and it's like oh he's so awful but i love it i can only ever sing that line like the duke regardless of the version oh. That's what you play, right? i would want to play the duke yeah he's the best character i'd probably do jim broadbent and whoever came up with the idea of doing the enragement for your song, where you and McGregor goes high, yeah, green all that yeah. blue. I auditioned for Canadian Idol with that song. Oh, well, it <laughs> really was, um, took it to another level. Yeah, but it was Elton John. As Elton they John's idea was it? The song, and he was like, "Yeah, but I've been thinking about playing around with it. Um, I might change it up a bit." And they were like, "Yeah, okay." And then he met you and McGregor got him to sing as high as he could and was like, yeah, I'm changing this song. You're wow. <laughs> That's a great arrangement. That's a great little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's jump on to our top 10, the seven of us, the Lissy. Usually like to see who got it better. I'll tell you what, with, with greatest showman at three, <laughs> I think I like our chances here. Number 10. I know very little of this. Danny and Drew, you guys are running the show here. We have for our number 10, my fair lady. Yes. This made my list and got dropped off the bottom when I had a couple of new amendments. Uh, yeah, the one it, that Julie Andrews did on stage, but yeah. uh, but did not. Audrey Hepburn did on screen. She did. It's phenomenal. And it was one of the first ones we covered very early on. Mm. It was maybe our fifth episode. And it was my it was the first introduction to this classic sense of mm. musical movies. And like getting married in the morning i'd heard that about and the fact that it comes from my fair lady and and the fact that you know 
I'm a Family Guy fan. And there's so much of that that comes from My Fair Lady, that Stewie Griffin speaks the way he does because of Henry Higgins in this. Sure. You've got references to it. I just love yeah. everything about this this show. It the, the, the Ascot sequence where she's out of her depth is just amazing. Mm. And there's some great, like Julie Andrews directed a production of this once. Cause like for people who don't know, Julie Andrews was supposed to play she Eliza Doolittle. Yep. And then she was pregnant and also belonged to Walt Disney at that point. So she, uh, she couldn't do it, but like she's directed it since. And just t- like just the way that she talks about my fair lady is amazing. She even though she wasn't character. in the movie. She knew that so, character inside yeah. out. Uh, yeah. Ironically, she ends up beating, Eliza Doolittle, uh, Audrey Hepburn for the best actress uh, for uh, Mary Poppins. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll say the one flaw with this as a movie musical is I do not like that there are some songs that, who is it, Audrey Hepburn? Yeah. She doesn't sing and they don't. It's like most of them. They don't credit the actual voice oh, artist. Okay. And I think, you know, I know what you're like with you. Is it really a 10? Can you? give a floor if you can't then it fine give it a 10 i would say that and that alone stops it from ever being like the perfect movie musical for me because it just feels dishonest to not credit performers yeah it's like it's marnie nixon and like audrey hepburn only sings one verse of just you wait henry higgins and everything else is marnie nixon okay um, I was a big fan of the whole I'm getting married in the morning. I love that. I love that. Still saying it. I was obsessed day. with this film. Were you? My whole teenage life, this was my favorite movie musical. I love Jeremy Brett, who plays Freddy, even though Freddy's like the worst character in the film. I loved his whole thing. I've never seen it, but is that the guy who plays Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, it is. Oh, he okay, was a singer cool. and a dancer before he did that. Really? That's what I knew him from. Though. Wow. I love him as Sherlock Well, Drew had that at five and Danny had that at six, which yep. uh, put it just behind uh, a tie, but lost on a tiebreaker. Number nine, uh, Ethan, you had this at nine. Danny had it at two. We've talked about it already. Singing in the Rain. It's a fun one. Like This, is, this was the first musical I watched on the TV, like movie musical. And I watched this as a kid one Christmas and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I watched High School Musical and I was like, I like musicals. But this is just, (laughs) this defined a musical for a long time for me. Like, I I still watch this most Christmases because it's on and I, it's, I love it. Uh, But it's great. Number eight. Uh, Liam, you had it at nine. Drew had it at one. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah. All about the oh, baby. I forgot about Labyrinth. <laughs> you have 13 hours to solve my I wasn't labyrinth. sure if we were going to go puppets, and then I saw that and went, okay, we're going puppets, which I'm cool with, because not animation. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm so glad somebody other than me said Labyrinth. Labyrinth is great. Yeah, so there we go. And I've just forgotten another one that would have... Oh. Cobot, but we're talking about the and ones it, that are on the list. I know. I'm realizing it. Why? True. What is okay, Ethan? Thanks, Drew. What is it about Labyrinth that makes you put it number one? It's actually the second movie musical I ever saw, and I was like obsessed. I love like anything fantasy or fantastical. I was just completely obsessed with it as a child. I have not grown out of it. I'm still obsessed. 
and I want to be the Goblin King. I, he's oh, the best. I, see, I, th- I think this scared me as a kid. You can't help but love Bowie in this. You- oh, I was scared of Bowie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared of, um, of Hoggle. Hoggle. The little yeah. gnome that she was friends with. I hated him. I was so scared of that I, thing. You also don't like too. the ones with limbs. Oh, no. I have a renewed love for the fire gang because that song is such a bop. I put it onto my Spotify recently yeah. and I keep listening to it on repeat. And so I love good. Ludo. Ludo. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those mu- musicals that kind of is and isn't a musical. Obviously, there are songs embedded and characters sing, and like the Fire Gang, they have their whole thing. But Sarah never sings. No, no, she doesn't. No, interesting but, choice. Oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, number seven, we've talked about a fair bit. I had it at five. Danny had it at four. It is Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, so we'll move on past that if we can because I think we've talked about that Uh, number six on our list uh, Ethan had it at two Danny had it at seven it is Sweeney Todd the demon barber of Fleet Street I really (laughs) like this one but couldn't couldn't make make room for it in my list no me either that'd be in my top 20 though yeah Uh, Ethan why well you had it at two I think was it or yeah yeah why this is what this is probably my favorite Sondheim musical and I I just I adore the movie version i think everyone's fantastic like the the scene between uh i think it's, it's alan rickman and johnny depp when the i forgot the confrontation yeah i i love it so much and it's it's so so good i love the tone the color you really feel the the aesthetic of it and you it's it's just it's 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 Sweeney Todd. Like, there's no other way I can say it. it's Sweeney Todd. Yeah, you, you know, you know who else it is? It's Helena Bonham Carter. Mm. Yeah. Love her, love yeah. her in this, and Sasha Baron Cohen. Isn't it? Love her, Mrs. Lovett. Yeah. so he's, much. He's good in that. But no, I would agree. Yeah, Sasha, uh, not Sasha. You got me. Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> uh, nails this. It's like she's just. It's John. Keeping up with Johnny Depp's a big ask. Yeah. yeah, it's a real big ask, especially with all the flair that his character gets in Sweeney Todd, and she's able to do that. Do you know? Mm. I've been watching reruns of Twenty One Jump Street, right? And I've been doing a bit of uh, research. <laughs> I know, I know. And um, Johnny Depp, whenever he goes undercover as this kid cop, right? He always insists, and he insisted that whatever he did, he went is the proper character. And they said that's what made him different on Twenty One Jump Street as he would immerse himself into a character. So when you see him do Sweeney Todd, Edward Scissorhands, anything like that, you can understand where he's coming from. So, and, and I love him in Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'd, I'm as huge on the songs in Sweeney Todd. They're not memorable, memorable. That's Sondheim. Sondheim's a bit of a weird one like that. Yeah, there's some that sort of stick and there some were- that don't. There are some really good songs. I love Epiphany, you know, and I, I really love uh, Best, the, the Worst Pies in London. Yes. I love a priest, you know, just the rhythm that they have with each other, you know, when, ah, oh, could you got it? Take for instance, take for instance, Mrs. Mooney in a pie shop. Yeah. And the way everything comes together at the end, when you have like this really brilliant, like finale that sums up a lot of different songs and they return. It's so great. I think my one flaw with it is just the fact that I know that there's plot points that were left kind of undone. So you've got Anthony Stewart head in there. And I I think 
he's supposed to be a ghost that they have ghosts talking to Sweeney in the actual stage show and there's a lot of editing to cut it down yeah that's why it did not make my top 10 is because some of the best bits are in the stage show it's like the same problem that Little Shop had where you're like why would you cut that I know we're making a film and it's shorter. It's interesting, the, 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 the viewpoints here, because you're sort of considering the stage show in your rankings, which is totally fine. Yeah. You're, to- you're totally allowed to do that. <laughs> it's probably the movie musical I've watched the most. Oh, really? Okay. I was, I've seen it once or twice. It was only a couple of years ago I saw yeah, it for the first I think time. Yeah, I've seen it twice. Yeah. I first watched it just before I went to university because it came out on DVD. I was just, you know, just 17 when it came out. So no sneaking into the cinema for me. Got it before I went to university, watched it with my family days before I left, loved it. And within a few days of being at university, made a group of friends who we all loved it. We sat down, watched it. And it was something that set up, you know, some very important friendships. And I loved it. And I've watched it so frequently throughout the years. It probably is the most watched movie musical I've ever, ever watched. And I wanted to dress like Sweeney Todd for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> that Straight. white streak, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that white streak. Um, this will be interesting to see how people respond to this one. Uh, number five, uh, I had it at six. Georgia had it at two. It showed up on quite a few lists, though. Did it make the top ten? The Muppet Christmas Carol. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I came so, I didn't choose that for a reason. That was going to be my middle of the road one, but I was just to look through well, the, the list. Let's let Georgia talk about why she added it too. Because it is a perfect movie musical, only beaten by the Muppet movie, which was my number okay, spoilers, one. Spoilers, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so it's, brilliant. It I is mean, good. A Christmas Carol is a brilliant story anyway. Agreed. And I will watch lots of different iterations of it as long as they remain fun and relatively true to the original story i don't i have no interest in watching like scrooged and different ones that i've seen that seem a bit darker because that's not what it is it is a story of light in the end of the at the end of the day so i maybe i need to watch them and be surprised but um i really love muppets christmas carol i had not seen it until about two years ago um but wow yeah uh, you hadn't seen it until two years ago wow Wow. uh i yeah i i spoke about it when we did talking to mickey i didn't watch much disney at all and that included thing or and children's films which didn't watch them um so it was one that had slipped me by but it just makes me so happy and i frequently walk around at christmas going no jesus for us mises because it 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 just gets that line there yeah you, that's one you either love that line or hate it i've never been a fan uh i love it <laughs> i have it what did i say six something oh. like that uh i'm gonna i just really it's joyful it is, it is a joyful warm. film but it doesn't compromise the story Integrity, it doesn't yeah. compromise who ebenezer scrooge is michael kane's performance of scrooge Sounding. is the best ebenezer best. scrooge performance yeah. Yeah. ever mm-hmm. there's one version of the film i prefer as far as a christmas carol but his his scrooge is his scrooge is the best um and you it shouldn't work you put these elements together it should not work and it so totally works all the time yeah all the time do you know the weirdest thing about this though right i love muppet's christmas carol love it right and i watch it every year sometimes watch it in july um i'm not a big fan of the muppets and i never have been um but i think the muppets bring an element to the christmas carol that it they don't anywhere else and yeah. and it they heighten none of it. the other adaptations have been nearly as successful no, no. And, and they heighten it because it's such a good story and because mm-hmm. you know the characters of the muppets it really 
infuses so well. And, I, I think yeah. this should tell us more than anything else how great of an actor Michael Caine is. Oh, because they've tried the same formula, and it's never really worked. Where like the human actor, and it's it's gone that well. Tim Curry's pretty good. I'm up at Treasure Island. Not seen it. Oh, it's it's pretty good. We've spoken about it's not this. Spoken about it before. We want yeah, I yeah, want yeah. a lame is one where it's all Muppets, but it's still um, Russell Crowe as Shaver. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Muppets to do um, best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, shameless plug. We just launched the uh, Kelsey Grammer Christmas Carol musical episode today, and we talk a lot about how already as a musical version of a Christmas Carol, it's fighting an uphill battle because yeah. of how great the Muppets is. And Bob Cratchit, the definitive Bob Cratchit is Kermit the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, Kelsey Grammer is the worst part of that Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is, I love, I love Kelsey Kramer, but he, he's he's terrible in that. I've never seen it, John C. Was he worse in um, Father Christmas is Back? Yes. Right? Actually, I don't know if he was worse. I don't know why Kelsey Grammer and Father Christmas was back. He was one of the better parts. He yeah. was doing a lot with, he had very little to work with yeah. and did a lot of heavy lifting with it. Yeah, whereas that's my problem with the a Christmas Carol is he's got one of the greatest stories to work with and he, and he, yeah, and he didn't do it. Great story. Yeah. Great, great story. Um, George, I'll say to Liam's point of, um, like, you know the whole it, it, it works because you know the muppets as characters as well mm. and even if you don't like them you know if you're not a big fan you you know these characters you do and it, it that's something you can do with a christmas carol really to their success that why the muppet formula maybe hasn't worked the same way like treasure island's okay yeah but it just in the same way i'd love to see a wwe studios christmas carol we <laughs> could work perfectly because their characters hit that trope brilliantly yeah up until this year you could have easily had the fiend be um ghost of christmas yet to be it i love suit it his character i love it that you know the muppets fits their characters so well it sounds stupid but they cast the muppets in the parts really really well like the individual well, muppets tell me fozzy wig isn't them stumbling upon a once in a lifetime absolutely hilarious <laughs> naming opportunity it's just yeah. a, it's just amazing number uh four let's keep this muppet party rolling i had it at four georgia had it at one uh the muppet movie so good Ooh. i have not ever been moved so much this is the 1979 the version yeah. Not the 2011. 2011 is called the muppets yeah that was which, on my shortlist spoiler ethan had that at i think one is this the one I think it was where three. Kermit was it three? Bike? I got news for you, buddy. It did yeah, not yeah, list. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, if no, I that's what I said earlier. Like, I chose Muppets 2011 over Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, you did choose Muppet. Yeah, Muppets 2011. Yeah, yeah. You, you had a five. I, like, sorry. I, I did want to have two Muppets on my list just in case. Oh, I, <laughs> I did feel that at one point, but then I went no because Muppet Christmas Carol was so markedly different from the yeah. Muppets. Now the Muppet. I looked at the Muppets 2011 and considered it, and I got. Talk about a film that actually stops really with the songs for a long yeah, time. Life's a Happy Song is an all-time great song. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got Man or Muppet. Great. Everything else is a cover. Yeah. It stops, doesn't oh, it? shit. Everything else is a cover. So it just comes into a jukebox musical. You know, we built mm. this city. Yeah, who cares? Like, <laughs> but, but, but when we do that film, and we will do that film one day, I will love it. I love yeah. the, the Muppets 2011 made me so happy. But it's just a musical I went. There's just not enough stuff that's unique to it. Yeah. Whereas the Muppets from uh, the 1979, Muppet movie, yeah. you've got uh, Rainbow Connections, the first thing it's you so hear. Cool. And then you've got Moving Right Along, and they're in the Studebaker film, together. Yeah. You've got the bit with Dr. Teeth and the Electric <laughs> Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, 
you've got when they're all sat by the campfire and I said I want that as my funeral song when yeah we it. Uh, there's also one I hope she comes back again here someday yeah. like the it's just song 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 and the characters are so it's really hard to do wholesome and not get jaded and yet the Muppets give you that yeah yeah oh just love it. Their humor's not malicious at all. No, nor is it pigeonholed to an age type. You don't Krishna age joke. out of the Muppets. Like, the Harry Krishna joke. It's so <laughs> funny, but like... I've lost my way. Have, have you, you tried, tried Harry, Harry Krishna? Krishna? Excuse me, I think I'm lost. Have, have you, you tried, tried Harry, Harry Krishna? Krishna? Excuse me, I'm looking for someone. Have, have you, you tried, tried Harry, Harry Krishna? Krishna? It's just so funny, but like a three-year-old won't... It will just completely pass over them, but it's just... It's, it's Dom so DeLuise? perfect. Dom DeLuise is the yeah, first one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love I love the Muppet And we've movie. done a whole episode on the Muppet yeah. movie, so go check that out if you're so inclined. Number three, we've talked about it at great length already, but I had it at three, Liam had it at five, Georgia had it at five, Ellie had it at eight. It was Mary Poppins. Mm, yeah. Not yeah. Sherry Bobbins, Mary Poppins. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, I'm not going to tell it's Chicago. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's Chicago. Um, with 35 points, the only person not to rank it are Ethan and Liam. Yep. I've oh. never seen it. What? How yeah. have you not seen it, man? You need to watch it. You need to watch it. I know. This. I have a short list of, of musicals I need to see. Chicago, Rent, and like probably a couple others. Watch Chicago. Don't bother to. with Rent. And then started yeah, off in don't my, bother with Rent. It started <laughs> off in my, my list, but it just kept getting bumped and bumped oh. and bumped every time I And then number things. one, everybody listed this except for Drew. Everybody had it at number one except for me and you, Liam, who had it at two, yeah. and Georgia, who had it at three. It's Moulin Rouge. It's a great movie. I've got to hear, <laughs> Drew, how did this miss your top ten? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I could only so watch this I on repeat my- twice. <laughs> <laughs> when I wrote my top ten, I was thinking of ones that like immediately came to mind as my best and favorite musicals. And ones that again i could like literally stick on repeat over and over and over again because that, that is how i watch films <laughs> and we didn't confer we made sure that you didn't see my list until i yeah until so the- you have ones on there like i would have put uh rocky horror and little shop of horrors on there had they come to my brain but they didn't yeah rocky so, horror so didn't so I actually for us we got Rocky Horror at uh, it's way down the list. I had it at ten. Georgia had it at seven, wow. and Danny had it at nine. That was it. So yeah. So as opposed to was it number was it number two? Number two, yeah. For the two. audience mm-hmm. poll, it's like number like twenty one for us. I think it came on like eleven or twelve for me. Again, things kept getting bumped. It got bumped. It was one of my. Li- it was on my list, and it got pushed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of mine didn't even get mentioned. <laughs> No, I mean, Liam's list is always quite, uh, but a lot of people had a lot that weren't mentioned, actually, if I'm being fair. Yeah. I had, like, I had. I need to ask, did anyone else mention Greece other than Liam? Liam had it at one. He was the only one to mention (laughs) Greece. Other high rating solos, the 1997 Cats and Mary Poppins Returns got a vote each. And in the Apocalypse got a vote. Phantom yes. got a vote. Rocket Man got a vote. Hairspray yeah. got a vote. You're welcome. Uh, only two of us went for Oliver, and I'm surprised by that because I really like the film version of Oliver. Me too. And again, it got bumped. <laughs> yeah, I had it yep, at seven. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Into the Woods. Only a ninth place vote from Drew. Thank you. The producers. Two tenth place votes. One from Georgia. One from Drew. 
See, that would have gone straight to one if I remembered it. <laughs> but Into the Woods would have been your number one. No, no, the, no, the producers. The oh, producers. producers. I, 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 love I haven't the seen the film version. I've seen the stage the, version. The, 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 I say that. I love both. I really love both. Uh, Mamma Mia. I think the film is a good translation. Yeah. Mamma Mia just drew. Um, oh, thanks. I don't think it, I don't think it transfers well to film. It's, yeah, I, I think saw that. Pierce Brosnan no, sucks. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> now you're watching it, but yes. <laughs> no, uh, that, that movie, the first one, yeah. has become like a crazy kind of cult on its own. Like, so I saw that movie nine times in the cinema. And uh, every time I went, people were treating it like it was Rocky Horror. Like oh, really? people were singing along and shouting stuff at the screen and like booing Pierce Brosnan and cheering <laughs> for the like characters they like. Like the whole atmosphere of it was amazing, and I would love to have that become like a Rocky Horror style. It's the first. It's the first time I've ever been to a cinema and the whole cinema clapped. Wow! You remember? I, I've no, I wasn't there for that. Oh, well, it's the second one. I've got to share a story about Liam and I going to see um, Mamma Mia Two. If I yeah, that's the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I meet up with Liam because I've got two for one uh, cinema tickets, uh, thanks to my car insurance, or did. <laughs> um, and so we meet up and we go, "Hey, what do you want to watch?" And I, I don't know why I asked because I'm looking around. It's all it was all sequels. It was like Mission Impossible Seven, something else Four. And I said, and I looked, and I went, "Oh, jeez, I don't know what he's gonna pick." And went, <laughs> kind of like to see Mamma Mia too. Now I can't say no now because I've said, "What do you, you want to watch?" <laughs> I don't really mind. So we go in there, and there might be a total of ten guys in this packed if out that. cinema. It might be even like Valentine's Day weekend or something. Like that. I forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm living. But we're like sitting there going, "Okay," and I go, "Liam," I said, "No big deal," but we're looking look around going. We are like, there's like 10 guys here. We are the only two sitting together. <laughs> so just so you're aware, I have students. They're probably going to see me here. They're going to ask me tomorrow about, about my about my boyfriend. <laughs> it's all right. We can we can have that conversation. But just such is. It's all right. And the next thing you know, because Liam's a very personable person. He starts to strike up a conversation with these two girls beside us. And they go, oh, you don't see a lot of boys usually out together. Uh, you know, you don't see a lot of boys usually watching Mamma Mia. And Liam goes, oh, we do musical theater together. <laughs> and I'm like, I know you think you're helping Liam, but you're really not. <laughs> so, such is. <laughs> it still makes me laugh this day. It's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, no issue. I mean, if students assume that, they'd just be wrong. That's yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah, so such is. Uh, I, I once had a member of staff think I was, I was gay because I had two earrings. <laughs> And I sent out an email saying it's National Coming Out Day. You might want to be there for your students. They might need a bit of uh, someone to talk to today. And for sure they went, oh, Mr. G- he's the gay one. And first off, the term the gay one. I was like, <laughs> but like no, no, no. He's got one of my colleagues like, I'm not, he's, he's not gay. Like, no, 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 no. He's, he wears the pink shirts. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got two earrings. <laughs> She's like, still not. <laughs> That's him. Not the story. So just kind of one of those uh, assumptions of living in uh, certain parts of the UK, I suppose. It is, it is. Um, But uh, that is our journey down uh, the road of musical movies. We still should have mentioned Staying Alive. No one mentioned Grease 2. Not one person. I'm not saying Grease 2. I'm saying Staying Alive. I'm just saying. The sequel to Sad No Fever. Grease 2 came closer to getting a vote than Grease 1 for me, I have to say. Yeah, I don't hate Greece. It's not like I'm like, grr. Good. 
But I'm not. Grease. It was never. Grease is the word. Uh, but it was just never going to make my list. I'm sitting there going, there's just. If we got to 40, maybe? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I had loads that didn't make my list. Like something like Nine, something like The Music Man, loads of different This films. is me every time that we do a list. I don't ever yeah. get this, this, no, this experience. <laughs> so, uh, usually. This is definitely the hardest list. And I've, even when I only are given five choices for you guys, this is the hardest list. And I had double. Same. There we go. So, yeah, uh, it's certain ones are, are tough. This one was, it wasn't the toughest. I, the, the Tom Hanks one or something might have been my toughest one or the sports movies one, but this was on there. Yeah, I still had a fairly big list. Um, usually it's the part of the thing where we talk about what we're doing next month, but next month we're doing our besties and our resties. So those will be our real roundtable experiences, and you'll hear more about those as we get closer to the date. I want to say all the thanks in the world to Danny and Drew Yay. from It's a Musical. Especially for doing a null 45 for doing a, yeah, yeah, for, for, for hitting the reboot <laughs> on it all. Thank you very thank much. You hey. Yeah, thank you. With, with, all, with all the legitimacy, there's, there's, there's a lot of mm. like for like, follow for law, follow, retweet for retweet stuff that goes on in the podcasting community. You guys do very, very good stuff. And I've always tried to be as effusive as I can uh, when, 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 when discussing it's a musical because it's, it's good stuff. And if that's your wheelhouse, and even if it's not, I think it's a great listen. Mm. So if you're listening today, well, I kind of like some of these musical movies. Uh, Danny and Drew will, 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 will tackle quite a few of the film versions versions of some of these musicals on their pod and so if you like what we do they do very similar to what we do just with more of a musical focus so definitely <laughs> give them a subscribe it is definitely a listen worth having absolutely mm-hmm. yeah thank you and a very mutual feeling as well like we love what you guys do so oh. it really is an honor to, to <laughs> be here talking with you guys you know i've said it to you before that when i listen to you guys when i went to the gym or walking walking home I want to be part of these conversations. So to actually be here, part of these conversations, <laughs> I feel so amazed. So thank you. I'm uh, going to hold you to going to Rocky Horror. Hey, we're well up for that. We definitely, we, yeah, definitely yeah. will. Yeah. Well up for that. <laughs> the best kind of collaboration. We'll just sit and watch. And, uh, <laughs> we might even do a little video for the Patreon. Absolutely. We yeah. can do something like that. So, And the best thing, Danny, now you can actually listen to this back and actually be in the conversation and hear yourself. <laughs> You can listen to yourself. Yeah, listen I still to the have conversation. points to say. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're out there and you have an idea for a future one, get a hold of us. You never know. You know, we, we, we just might do it. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sitting there going, we've struggled this year. And I was like, what do I do instead of Christmas movies? Musicals was the idea for that. So right. what do we do next year? No idea. Or Christmas movies a couple of months fine. from that. <laughs> Some of them will shift eventually, but maybe not that one. So uh, thank you very much. Thanks to Danny and Drew for best film ever. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And thanks for coming, listening to our countdown and all that jazz. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flap. (laughs) The flippity flip flop.